Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to kick off with Dirt and Spray. There's the snap, a spinning handoff, and it goes to Mitchell, who bores his way in. That is a touchdown over the right guard. The Niners have scored again. They're in the NFC Championship game. Mahomes in the pocket, throws a deep one behind the defense. It is caught. Valdez Scantling with the grab. He got behind Millette for 33 yards. Downfield delivery to Valdez Scantling. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. That was looking past it. The fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt Spraying on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. I'm out to find where that button is because my hype horn is broken. That was a drop. Slacking on a Friday. Yeah. I am. Good morning, Patrick Harris. Good morning, Jason Swigard. Nice to have you back, Hey, Swag. look who's up bright and early. Hey, I'm feeling great. I, I, we, was, I was up like an hour ago. We need, we need more super hype. <clears throat> ready, ready to rumble. <laughs> this isn't the easiest shift for everybody. No. Oh, no, no. I've, I've done the summer of swag on the other side. Yeah. On the ones and twos. Yeah. And it's, it's not easy. No. It, um, yesterday. I, I know why Crawford moved to California. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It certainly wasn't the weather. Ah. Uh, yesterday, Schultz, he filled in for a couple days. So thank you to Jordan Schultz. Yes. Uh, another uh, lost trip to Spokane. Yeah, absolutely. 30 point yeah. drubbing. Um, he showed up. Yes. So I got here yesterday. I'd prepared everything I wanted to do on the show and I didn't even get to most of it, but I got here around 540, which is a little later than I've been getting in since dirt left. And uh, I got here before Schultze. Uh-oh. I got in. Was there a giant line at the Dutch Brothers? Uh, there had to have been. Or he was chatting up the uh, the super perky, hello, lady. Uh, he got in here at 545, and I just looked at it, and I went, oh, my God, he just got here? 
And then I had forgot the opens were already made because it's super week on the fan. And I was like, okay, it, this week you could get by doing that. But I was nervous for a quick minute. I'm like, oh my God, he got here 15 minutes for the show. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I knew the opens were already made, I got here at 545. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> Full disclosure. So if you want to fire me from ever being a producer again, no. go for it. No, I think it's 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 okay. The scripts, you guys can write your scripts for the updates pretty quickly if you lock and in. And you get a half hour because you don't do one at six. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I it's okay. I just I had a very moment, like a brief moment of yeah. panic yesterday where I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, he just got here. It ended up being okay. No, I'm here at five no matter what. I know. Also because of fear of something not working <laughs> properly. Well, hey, that still happens mean? when you get here at five. What do you mean? This place is run like a charm. <laughs> I had a listener DM us and say, hey, how come it just never works right? And I, I just, like, I don't know. Between five and 630, just something about the system. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's something, fingers crossed, because I haven't had an issue as we uh, we do our last show before uh, Super Bowl 58. so I, I can't believe it's here. It's the end of football season's officially done on well, Sunday. Well, thanks to the rest of the sports world for giving us stuff all week so we don't have to drone on and on and on about the same matchups over and over. So um, I thought we were I, here I, to do Mahomes versus Brady for three hours. Mm, Are we not? No. That's all I prepped for. So... <laughs> Fortunately, there's been a little uh, a little something something from from a lot of different places in sports this week. Well, the NBA trade deadline happening the that week helped. Off, that helps tremendously. Well, it dressed. I don't know if it happened. Yeah, it, like, it suited up. It, it, yeah, it actually did happen, but like nothing really happened. You know, Buddy Heald was the biggest player that got moved. Like the Ravens, uh, played, Bogdanovich played to the Knicks. Sneaky oh, good move. Sneaky good move. Yeah. So Sunday we do our uh, I do a gambling show on the BetQL network from six to seven p.m. locally. The bet the book. And uh, now, is that know, getting bumped for this Sunday? Hopefully. So you would think like last week or two weeks or pushed ago, pushed back or or start. I don't know what you do if you go before or you go after. No, nothing. The schedule keeps the same on the BetQL network. They don't change anything according to anything. That's absolutely brutal. However, <laughs> they allow us to record our Super Bowl show because. Yes. Zero people are listening to our show on right. the Super Bowl. I would argue that's happening in other moments as well. Dude, but are you talking about my show on Wednesdays? <laughs> no. But we taped it yesterday. Or no, two days ago. So we taped it. Okay, you can tape your show and we'll just play it live Sunday because I'm, like, I'm not doing the show. Nobody's I'm a fan doing of the, one the show of the during the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Right. So we taped the show. They're like, let's just not do football so it, they don't know it's taped. Let's just do hoops. And I'm like, okay. Good idea. We did a segment on, you know, buying teams. What's the... You oh, know, but you did it before the trade deadline. Yeah. I uh, I had about a four-minute rant with my co-host about how I'm not buying the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got Bogdanovich. And they may not win the East, and that's not a hot take to say they won't. But I, it, it was to the point where I text our group and I said... I already think that opinion's bad because I loved the Bogdanovich pickup for the Knicks. I thought that was a big pickup. He's a good scorer that can come off the bench. Well, he spaces the floor. He, he creates more yeah. driving lanes yes. for Brunson. It's if, if and when they get Randall back, he's got more room to operate. Yep. OG's going to be back in three weeks. He was yeah. awesome before he got hurt. Patrick Harris is sitting here listening, going, oh, my God, New York Knicks talk on the Super Bowl Friday. I did not know we were going to get into this today. Well, dirt's gone, so hoops hoops (laughs) reign supreme. It's actually my far right bottom corner (laughs) of the bingo card. I just threw it in there for Okay, all right. Well, I mean, but that's how stuff happens, though, like to us in our business. Like, 
we are naturally have the worst luck possible. Okay, I do a baseball show on Wednesday from seven to nine p.m. Yes, you do. And Thursday morning, Otani signs with the Dodgers, and you're like, "Of course he does." <laughs> I'll see you in six days. And the day before, I'm like, "You know, I really like the Giants' chances on this." Oh, is that and, what you said? And by six days, I mean I thought it was going to be the Dodgers, but I like the the Giants' chances. And by sure enough, six days later, it's like the Giants had no shot. And it's like, not only were you wrong, but you sound super dumb right now. And then you'll be six days late to the take mm-hmm. that everybody's already. Yeah, fired and I'm off, like, I'm like, know. show hey. For 800, this is outrageous. People are like, boring. Yeah, dude. That's what happens. We always expect, I hear you guys talk about this. Yeah. We're waiting, we're waiting, waiting for news on this, waiting for news on this. It'll break at 9.02. 9.05. Yeah. 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 I think the Bogdanovich trade happened at 9.30 yesterday. (laughs) Shout out us. See? That's what it is. (laughs) It's fantastic. But don't worry, it's good content for Colin. Colin gets to it. He'll get to After the, he gets past uh, Rodgers and stuff, he'll get there. Westbrook, LeBron, Rodgers, Brady. USC know. football somehow for Harbaugh. some reason right now. Harbaugh. <laughs> oh, God. The Harbaugh Charger stuff's going to get amped up a thousand now that he's down the road from it. Yeah, when do the Chargers become L.A.'s team, according to him? Uh, yeah, well, I still think the Rams are better. Well, of course. Yeah. But, like, in his mind, I though, know. I uh, I'm excited, guys. I uh, we have a lot to get into today. Andrew Nimick's going to join us at eight fifteen, and and some may hear that and go, "Oh, a little Oregon Duck recruiting recap." No, zero percent of recruiting will be in that conversation. This is a straight therapy session. Me and Nimick have been texting all season. We're both products of the '90s. We both grew up in a city with no football team. So what did we do? We jumped onto the flashy fun thing, Jerry Rice. Ooh, I have a little childhood Jerry Rice love. Do I'll you? join the I'll join the party. It's going to be a therapy session because we 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 because you've lost already. No, what we, is the therapy about? Well, it's <clears throat> dude. Have you had a team in the Super Bowl? Uh, no, longtime Charger fan. Okay, when you get a team in the Super Bowl, that's hard enough. Mm. Now get a team in the Super Bowl, and you know it's standing in their way. Probably the greatest <laughs> quarterback of all time. Uh, I wasn't a Charger fan in '94. But you had Steve Young, Jerry Rice standing in that way, and I believe yes. they're still scoring touchdowns Stan on that Charger team. Stan Humphreys was not concerning any 49er fans. Natron no. Means was not busting through no. uh, that D-line. No, no, Natron he wasn't. Natron did not mean business. <laughs> not that day. Six tuds, no picks. Steve Young, what a moment. But, yeah, it's going to be basically where we're at today because we got some chief listeners out there. They've been chiming in all week. and A large, growing Fan base. Hey, it's not even about going hard at the Chiefs today. It's just straight up like, I think this Niner team is truly special. Sure. But we have Brock Purdy and they have (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. They have an elite defense. We have kind of a mid-defense. With superstars everywhere, though. Yeah, it's a, that's a weird thing, too. It's like your defensive line loaded. Your linebacker's really good. Your secondary, you have Traverius Ward. And somehow it's kind of a mid-defense. Remember when you traded for Chase Young? It was like, oh, God, this is getting ugly. I knew he wasn't going to be good in rush defense. I didn't know how bad he was going to be in <laughs> rush defense. And that has surely showed itself in the last, like, four weeks. I can understand needing therapy, man. This is why it is so great. Swag, I know you were going through ditching the star and figuring out your next move. Yeah. I ditched the bolt 
And it's funny that you grabbed the bolt. He grabbed the bolt. I ditched yeah. the bolt. Great choice, though. I mean, other than Spanos, the bolts. I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want up and down fandom and like your heartstrings pulled every I know. day, the bolt I gotta is go great buy my Lululemon you. khakis. Let's go. When I let go of the bolt, drinking milk. When I let go of the bolt, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let go of it all. Really? And I'm just gonna sit back and watch. I don't have a team. Which is great because then I get to just root for good players. Yeah. Like I love McCaffrey. You know, Mahomes is obviously. You Mahomes. can jump on the Detroit Lions bandwagon. Yeah, I can root for that. the Lions in a game if I want to. I can root for Jordan Joe Love, Flacco Joe, coming you know, off I the can couch. Do whatever I want, but I also don't have that emotion. Yeah. of like, oh my gosh, we're on the precipice. But I also sleep well at night. Yeah, like at the end of the Super Bowl, I'm just I'm just praying for a good game. And the end of the Super Bowl, whoever wins, whoever wins, it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm down. It's a weird thing to say, and listeners don't always like when I say it, but my fandom on it has changed. <clears throat> I'm still a fan. I'm nervous as all hell right now, but kind of like nervously confident, which is probably the worst place to be. If they are to lose to Patrick Mahomes, mm. I will be devastated for about an hour. Yeah. And then I'll take the jersey off, and I'll show prep, and I'll go to bed. And I'll mentally like be at that place, and I'll do the show Monday, and I'll have some flashbacks of emotion. But I'll and largely you can use be okay. it as a little not sticky, but you can use it as part of the theme of like a little woe is me. If I was thirteen, a little behind the curtain a little bit. If this same thing was happening when I'm thirteen, <clears throat> I'm crying. Oh like, yeah, I'm, you're not going to school yeah. the next day. I'm devastated. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty dejected about it. Is, I like is having Mike a team. Sh- or is Kyle Shanahan the next Marv Levy? That sort of thing. I'd like to think he's the Philadelphia Andy Reid, and just give him time; he'll figure it out. But God, if he loses, <laughs> but he needs a new but team that and a better won't quarterback. Be in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a new team and a new quarterback, is what you're saying. Hey, Donovan McNabb was great. It, McNabb was he was good. <clears throat> McNabb is in the Hall of Very, Very Good. Maybe That's correct. Slightly with a great. Bowl of Campbell's soup. Yes. I mean, four NFC titles and title games in a row. I, is, I think it was five. Wasn't five it? in a row. Five. I think it was five. Five in a row in a Super Bowl appearance and five straight and only one Super Bowl appearance. No. Oh, that's. And then he got there and was scared and yeah. was throwing up. He was and... throwing up on the field. <laughs> T.O. had a broken leg. Was like, throw me the ball, bitch. <laughs> and McNabb's like, Ugh. do you? If you remember, T.O. had like ten catches and over hundred yards in that game, but no tutties. Well, T.O. was awesome in that game. Yeah, I love T.O. Shout out to you. Well, Nimick will join us at 815 for therapy. We there will we Sprague the line super hard. I have a funny Spraguing line story to share with you at 830. Ooh. I want to get your take on it, Swigard. Okay. Pat Pierre is going to give his take as well, but Swag, it's it's kind of right up your alley. Have you guys uh, done prop bets yet? No. Okay, cool. I got a take on prop bets. There you go. Really? Yeah. We'll dive into some prop bets <clears throat> today. I want to look at the board. Are but we yeah. betting the over so of Reba? Who? Reba McIntyre. Oh, on the National Anthem. Had this conversation at work the other day. Got a take on it. Okay. We'll get to the prop bets today. And then our good friend, former intern of the radio program, Marcus Greaves, Ah. he left the fan for coin, and then he left coin To go to San Diego. To go to San Diego. Who can fault the kid? Uh, He got to go to Vegas for the CBS coverage of the affiliate in San Diego. I love him so much. And he's going to join us live from Las Vegas. He's one of the nicest dudes ever. A good kid. I got to see him next week. We're going to San Diego. It's the San Diego Pepperdine trip next week. You should actually, if you have his phone number, you should reach out and say, hey, dude, if you get a a moment, you go down to to the San Diego game and say hi to him. Um, so he'll join us at 7.30 live. Be plenty of good seats of it. <laughs> well, live from Las Vegas at 7.30. We'll have some Blazer trade deadline reaction. We got Joe Cronin, Adio. We got the NFL awards to get to. 
Uh, it's a loaded show. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you. Let's get it going on this uh, Super Bowl Friday on The Fan. Well, we got some audio to get to coming up at 6.30. But uh, Super Bowl is here. Huzzah! It is here. I asked Schultz yesterday. He's throwing a party. He He's throwing a party, and he makes it sound like it's so depressing to throw a party. He's like, I invited 15, but I might have five. And I'm like, so? Oh, yeah, I talked to him because he hosts uh, the Hot Corner on Wednesday, or he produces the Hot Corner on Wednesday. And uh, I was like, sorry, Schultz, I'm not going to make it. I've got some interesting plans that I think I'm doing this year. And he was like, that's okay. It'll just be me and my wife drinking by ourselves. I was like, oh, man, dude. What's so... Dude. I mean, you throw a party and you throw invites out. There's a chance you're not going to get everybody that says yes to it. But I'll uh, tell you what. We threw a New Year's party and I invited like 20 couples. Damn, that's a lot of people. And my wife was like, oh, God, what are we doing? What are we doing? Paper plates. 12 12 (laughs) couples showed up. That's still a lot. Ding. Yeah. But that was great. That's a sweet spot. Yeah, that was great. It was like shoot the over and hope for the under. Well, Swag, I, I I like your thoughts on this. Are you doing a Super Bowl party? No. Because my stance on this game is if my team's in it, piss off. Leave me alone. I want nothing to do with any if if any of my family knocks on the door before the game on They're Sunday. They're not getting Christmas presents. I'm, I'm this not year. kidding when I say I will not let you in. You're not hanging yeah. out at my house. I'm not doing the Super Bowl with anybody. Now, if my team's not in it, I like to do a little get-together. I don't call it a party. I'm not inviting 88 people. Eh, maybe a soiree. I have, like, maybe 10 people that show up, and most of them are (laughs) in-laws. Like, it's Uh not like I got 80 friends that I'm inviting over. Uh, So someday I'll be a nervous wreck. I've done big things where you got, like, 20, 30 people. You're running squares. You're doing all sorts of stuff. I got an invite to that party this uh, year. My closest friends, they're doing that. So if I have time to prep, where I can get most of the food ready the day before uh, and and have it all dialed in. And I'm the opposite. Like, if it was my, like, back in the 90s when the Cowboys and you were pretty confident, nothing better than gloating. Yeah. Nothing, nothing better, better than gloating You're in right. front of everybody. But at the same time, I remember I went to the— That's a good poll question. Is there anything <laughs> better than getting to gloat at a Super Bowl party? I was at a Super Bowl party when the Seahawks beat the Broncos. Uh huh. Okay, and that's that a game boat sucked. race. You started right? gloating after the opening okay. snap over his head. Eighty <laughs> percent of the people at this party are Seahawks fans. Yeah. By the middle of the second quarter, nobody was watching the game. Yeah. Nobody was talking. Nobody was gloating. Nobody was talking. They were just like now it just became like a party. Like nobody was talking about the game. Oh, so it's like drinking more. And yeah, like it just the became a party, background. not yeah. a Super Bowl thing. And I'm like, wait a sec, like your team is boat racing Peyton Manning right now. Yeah. I'd be like sit standing outside screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah, but like when you're up and being as dominant as they were in that game, you can only do that for so long. It just becomes it just becomes like background have, noise. Have and you, you turn met on Seahawks your... fans? Yeah, I have. <laughs> See, look, Seahawks fans. They... Easy target. Easy target. No, I I have nothing against Seahawks fans. They had like 30 years of irrelevance, and they sure. finally got really effing good. Really good. And then down a little bit, and then really effing good, and they yeah. won a whole enchilada. I yeah. can't fault them for being who they are. Yeah. Every fan base is like that when you don't start out successfully. That's true. If the Chargers, I suppose that's fair. If Harbaugh and the Chargers take off in two years, they hired a quarterback coach. I thought there was a funny quote from uh, Herbert about this guy, Shane. I want to say it's Shane Day, but maybe that's not his name. Anyways, they brought him back. Herbert worked with him in the NFL. There's a quote from Justin Herbert, uh, or from the coach, talking about Herbert. And the guy once said, 
Uh, Justin Herbert's the greatest quarterback. I created a highlight with 67 plays on it, and it's called Justin Herbert's the greatest quarterback. Anytime I'm having a bad day, I just sit and I watch it, and it makes me feel better. (laughs) That's Justin Herbert's new quarterback coach, and I'm like, I love this guy. But I think if a team like that took off and, you know, goes up, you think Charger fans going to be quietly like, hey, look at us. Hell no, they're going to be in your face. Bolt up, bitch. There's 35 Charger bars in Portland. Yeah. Because of the Herbert connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All they these people that Lions bars. All these people that hate Harbaugh. It's the it's the Pete Those Carroll. are coming back. <laughs> all, all these people that hate Harbaugh right now. Okay. It's the Pete Carroll thing, all right? We grew up Pac twelve, right? We're all Pac twelve guys. Pac yeah, ten. Pac ten. We're on. all Pac ten guys. Well, swag's right? a Pac four. <laughs> we're all packed we're all Pac ten guys, Welcome all right? Back. And I remember most of my friends are Wazoo kids. I got a few Huskies, a few Beeves, a few Ducks, but most of us are Wazoo. And it always blew my mind how when Pete was dominating college football at USC, everybody hated him. The second he came to Seattle, he was like the second coming of Christ. Oh, not in Seattle for me. That wasn't my experience. For a lot of people, once he got hired and that train started kind of moving and they could see it moving in the right direction, they were like, you know, this Pete Carroll guy is not so bad. Hey, Pete Carroll. I, I, I love Pete. I always liked him at USC. Sure. It sucked that my team got boat raced by him every single day, but I I went to Wazoo. I didn't go to USC. Yeah, you got on you're unfortunate. You were the uh the second one in the pack two in that race. We took care of business when he came to our team. Yeah, I know. You guys were you guys could. I watched Reggie Bush with my own eyeballs, and that was fun. <laughs> Win forever. Get out of here. You're not winning today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Super Bowl is here, and I am, uh, I'm a nervous wreck. I've been a nervous wreck all week. I, I'm going to wear my white Steve Young jersey. Ooh, you're going the whites, too. I hate that they're in the whites. I was a little bummed by it. I, I was confused, and then I remember that I think it's based off of the stadium you're playing in. So since it's the Raiders in the AFC, they get yeah, to they, be the Yeah, it alternates team. every year. So, they all, so when they pick stadiums, they keep yep. AFC, NFC yeah. in mind. Yep. Yeah. Oh, did yep. not know that. Yeah, so the next year, I, I tell you right now, Swag. It's so New Orleans next year. Me and Dirt are going. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah? All right. Is this building going to sell that trip and interested in doing it? Probably not in the slightest. But I'm going to Radio Row. I'm doing it. We're going to, to that go trip. to Radio Row? or No, I'm not going to the game. Or to be in the festivities in New Orleans. No, 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 no. I just want to do the Radio Row experience. So if it's in Detroit, you want to, you still want to go to Radio yeah. Row. Okay, it's cool. not about New Orleans. Okay, although New Orleans, I mean, obviously that's a obviously that's great. Yeah, but I'm not much of a drinker, and I feel like New Orleans is more of a drinking town. I'm a weed guy, so like I don't. I don't think they like the weed in Louisiana. No, that's against God. <laughs> but that alcohol, you know what I mean. Uh, but I'm excited for you the turn game. Water into wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah touche. But that guy uh, threw Super Bowl parties. <laughs> that guy threw bitch in Super Bowl I'm, parties. I'm just kind of stuck here. A lot of carbs. <laughs> I've gone back and forth on it. I'm obviously rooting for my team, but yes. I've gone back and forth on how I think this game is going to go. And I hope to God, you mentioned the Broncos-Seahawks game. That center pissed down his leg and the game started, and it was over. I'm just hoping that's not Brock Purdy. It's like second pass, pick, Javarius Sneed, Pat Mahomes at the Niner, 21. No, it- touchdown, Chiefs up 7 nothing. fumble ensue. Like, I hope we don't get a blowout. I don't think we will, but I've gone back and forth on this game all week. Obviously, I'm rooting for one side more yeah. than the other. But I've also played it out realistically 
as like a guy who loves sports, and I keep seeing both. I keep seeing how the Niners can win, and I obviously I don't really need to think hard of how the Chiefs win. Yeah, I think when you, I think if you worry about how the Niners lose per se, I don't think it can be that same way as John Fox and his Broncos team, and stri- simply because the Shanahan plan. The, like, 15 plays that he draws out, and this is the schedule that we're going to run, and we're going to stick to it and then see how the game unfolds. That, I think, is that I think builds in a little bit more of a safety net for Brock, okay? If the center snaps it over his head and it goes in for a safety, okay, that's obviously against the plan. But I think the way Shanahan's offense is built and how he knows to use Brock, he's going to make sure he starts comfortable. I don't see the peeing down the leg from the get-go. It could get run away in the second half, sure, but I don't think this game is over at the end of the first quarter. You have to re- no way. You have to remember, though, even though a lot of people thought the Seahawks were the better team there, that Bronco team was really the stinking good. The Bronco team good. was really good, yeah. That was not some, you know, random team that made it. That was a veteran group. For sure. That was ready to go, and they just, in the moment, when you get on that field and you hit that stage, it's different. You tell yourself all week, sure. oh, it's just another game. And then you get out there, the lights, the anthem, the juice, the television cameras, It's the logos on the field, it's all entirely different than what it's been all year. I feel what you're saying. I think in this case, the superstars on the 49ers, I don't see them crumbling like that. Okay? And let's not forget that offensive line of Denver is staring at what is known as one of the greatest defensive units of all time. Absolutely. Not like like this Mahomes thing. Mahomes could be one of the greatest all time. Kelsey could be one of the greatest all time, but not as a unit. I think that Denver Broncos offensive line is looking out there. That's a unit. That is a solid collection. We can sit here and still name probably all 11 starters on that defense. That's different, I think. That Then you add the lights and the anthem and all that stuff. Then you can start peeing down your leg. But I think in this, I think the Kittles of the world are too crazy and emotional already that they, I don't know how they get more up than they already are. It's a rematch, and that certainly might add a little something to it. Uh, We'll get more back into the Super Bowl coming up a little bit later on. Marcus Greaves will join us at 7.30 live from Las Vegas. CBS affiliate in San Diego gets to cover the Super Bowl this year. Our former intern on the show. And so uh, we want to talk to old big shot Marcus Greaves at 7.30. Coming up next... Uh, Some NFL awards given out yesterday. We got some of the speeches from that, and we'll do that next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll get to uh, the Blazers had a massive trade yesterday. Let's I don't know go. if you saw that. Feel the fever. Right before the uh, buzzer went off for the trade deadline. Will this, will this trade prevent us from being a top five pick? Two hours on that, coming up at 7 o'clock. Well, yeah, we will talk about that at 7 o'clock. Uh, recap a little bit of that, and then Marcus at 7.30 will get us in the Super Bowl. We'll get some prop bets, how we're feeling about the game, our final thoughts. We'll spray yeah. the line. I Andrew, think I got my spraying the line stuff ready. To go. I got mine ready to go, uh, and I got a funny story to share at 8.30 on that. And then Andrew Nimick at 8.15 for a 49er fan therapy session because, you know, Kansas City Chief fan, you don't need therapy. You have Patrick no. freaking Mahomes. I got Mahomes. You got a couple Lombardi trophies there in recent years. They're they're just fine. Even if you lose that game, you're just going to be like, cool, we'll be back next year. We'll be back year. next year. <laughs> We're at least going to be in the Final Four. So I don't really know a whole lot about the Chiefs, and, but uh, this Taylor Swift guy sounds really fast. He is incredible. <laughs> I'm going with them. Yeah. yeah. Got a real nice tight end. Oh, baby. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. That guy's fast. Good tight ends. Uh, we had NFL awards yesterday. I always think it's weird when the award show goes on the uh, week of the Super Bowl, but that's what they do. Yeah, don't they? Don't they? I thought they tried to subscribe to the MLB policy of when it's the World Series, don't do anything. No, this. Remember how so mad they, they were at Alex Rodriguez when he got traded to the yeah, Yankees during the World Series? They were like, "What are you doing?" No, I think the NFL's got it right now. That's a big banquet because they also announce the next Hall of Fame class at, as well at this event. Going to get too. to that at six forty-five yeah. because we. Me and Patrick were both pretty pissed about something that happened. Oh. That. But uh, the award ceremony happens. Let's start with this one. Uh, comeback player of the year. This one seemed like a done deal. Yeah, the start of the year. I, I It was you, DeMar Hamlin it was minus 3,000. Yeah. Minus 3,000. It was like DeMar or the field. That was literally what your bet was. Well, the field didn't know that elite Joe Flacco was coming on the scene. No, they did not. Joe Flacco. I still think Baker should have won this award because Joe Flacco didn't play a whole season. But Joe Flacco was good for the Browns, helped lead him to the playoffs. It was a huge story for three weeks. It was. And Joe Flacco won. Here was Joe Flacco last night. First of all, I just want to congratulate all you other nominees and winners here tonight. Um, such a special group of men. I'm just honored to be up here and get to enjoy it all with you guys. Um, big thanks to the city of Cleveland and just everybody in Cleveland. Um, I want to say thank you to my teammates um, just for welcoming me into that locker room at that, at that point in the year. To welcome a new guy is not the easiest thing, so I want to say thank you to those guys. Um, I want to say thank you to the organization for just giving me the opportunity to do what I love to do, and that's play football. Um, and I want to say thank you to the city um, just for making me and my family uh, feel at home for a couple months. Uh, truly special. Um, and before I get out of here, I want to say thank you to my beautiful wife. Um, none of this would be possible without her running the show back at home and being the woman that she is. So thank you, guys. I know Joe Flacco being elite or not elite was a topic years ago. I was kind of happy for Joe Flacco last night. For sure. I, I thought that was a cool moment. For sure. It's great. I mean, as much as Flacco, you know, I think it was a little bit ad nauseum with the Browns going into the playoffs. Like, Flacco, you know, it's kind of like beat over our heads a little bit. But for a guy that won a Super Bowl, who probably had a three-year stretch of really good quarterback play, to just kind of be 
discarded and have a really crappy stint in New York, a guy who seems to be a good dude who was at a high talent level kind of get a shot that's great why wouldn't you root for that is that not half of what we watch sports for oh yeah the comeback story is yeah. always part of the sports scene that we love to talk about for yeah. sure i think i think flacco's a great story i do too uh you know what his future holds who knows but he had a nice moment with the cleveland browns this year and he gets rewarded with it with comeback player of the year i'd hang it up uh well I, you certainly go out I go mean, out on a partial sunset on a partial sun yeah, yeah, yeah that houston game <laughs> regular uh, season award Obviously, we know quarterback wins MVP every year at this point. We've only had a skill position player hasn't won MVP since Adrian Peterson in 2012. It is 2024. I think we just need to call this what it is. Offensive player of the year is the skill position guys. MVP is quarterback. Christian McCaffrey, busy getting ready for a Super Bowl. He won offensive player of the year, and here was a speech. My teammates, um, man, I, I can't even put into words how much I love you guys. This has been the most fun I've ever had playing football. Um, I'm not up here without you. Football is the greatest game on the planet. It's the biggest team sport in the world, and we're so lucky to get to enjoy it. And uh, the fact that I get to go to go to battle with you guys every week is is one of my greatest honors because of the way you guys play football and inspire me every single day. I'm not up here without you. I love you guys. We got one more. Let's go finish it the right way. Appreciate it, guys. Now, just in case anybody accuses me, I didn't quite go NBC here. I did not just cut out the I'd like to thank God part of that speech. He did thank family and friends, and I cut all that out as well. So I got to, I got to You're the, not anti-God. You're anti-everyone. No, yeah. I'm just You're get, an equal opportunity hater. I only care about the team part. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, thank God. That's cool. All of them did last night. I don't I don't care about that. Um I'm he and I don't want to get into it too much now. But when I get to the nervously confident thing, mm-hmm. it's him. Yep. It's it him. Be. It's it him be. running for 123 <clears throat> yards and having a, maybe two touchdowns. That's what leaves me into that space. It should be. It's the way he plays. It's the way he holds himself. It's his family. It's his parents. It's how he was raised. It's his coaches that he's had from college to the NFL. He's been with a lot of great players and great coaches. He's just on some bad Carolina teams and couldn't stay healthy. He was also on, I think, the end of the Cam Newton run. He had some good yeah. Carolina teams. But yeah, yeah his, his career is the best football most excited he's ever been playing football. I heard that and I was like, shot at Carolina. Oh, I mean, Carolina, <laughs> come on. Did you hear the joke from, uh, was the Key and Peel? Michael, yeah. is yeah. it Michael Keegan? What's, I always forget. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Anyways. He made a joke, and he was talking about uh, being far away from a Super Bowl. And then he said, nobody's further away, though, from a Super Bowl than the Panthers. And Dave Canales was in the was like, uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> but uh, uh, come again. McCaffrey and Shanahan have the uh, opportunity to do something that isn't done very often. Father-son uh, uh, duo, McCaff- Ed McCaffrey, his yep. dad, and Mike Shanahan, <clears throat> the yep. O.C., won a Super Bowl together in San Francisco. You could have Kyle and Christian win it. In San Francisco as well. And then, but you could also say head coach and player because didn't, isn't McCaffrey on those Broncos teams with Elway? Or does he come later? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, no, he was the head <clears throat> so coach of the head, uh, But Broncos, I see the yeah. Niner comparison, but also just head coach yeah. and player. That's pretty red. Here is the league MVP, Lamar Jackson, with the shortest. This is the entire speech. I thought it was a, a goof. This was the entire Lamar Jackson MVP speech. First and foremost, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what See, I am. pro God. I put God Nothing in there. possible. Praise up. Um, I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens, for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Eric. You know, shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know, the whole, the whole unit. 
my offense, man, my offensive line, man, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Um, I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, doing everything, you know, as my team, it's a team thing, you know, for these awards. And, you know, I want to thank my fellow man at home. Um, but you guys have a great night, and that's all, folks. 36-second <laughs> MVP speech. How about that? He got right to the yeah. point. Not much else to say. Well, I think, I think it kind of sucks to be there. At this point, Lamar. to be the MVP. You're and, there at Super Bowl week. Yeah. McCaffrey just got done saying, you know, we got to go get one more. Let's do it the right way. Yeah. Like, if you're, I was thinking about this last night. I didn't hear the speeches. This is the first I've heard the speeches. Uh, I was thinking about it. And I was like, does Lamar just get up there and take it and say, thanks. He was I'd trade pretty, all this and my money to be playing tomorrow. He was bummed. He had a red carpet thing, and he basically was like, "I'm so sorry, man. Like, I know this is yeah, not the I hardware don't we be wanted here. to bring back." And well, he would be there if 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 they were in the Super Bowl. He still would have been doing. Well, that. of course, but I mean, you, without being in the Super Bowl, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Thank you for the MVP. I'm sure I got a nice clause in my fat contract that triggers a bunch of extra money for this. I don't want to be here. It is the 2007 Dirk Nowitzki. MVP. It's like, hey, you're the best player. Thanks. We're going to lose to the Warriors in round one as a one seed. <laughs> what a bad year to get an MVP. For the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, so MV- NFL awards given out. Coming up next, uh, something else happening in the National Football League. Not quite the Super Bowl, but something that's a little upsetting and troubling. And if this guy doesn't do it, who does? That's next on The Fan. All right, we'll get to some Blazer trade deadline thing. I don't know about you guys, but uh, there's a massive trade they pulled off yesterday. It was also nice to wake up and see that they had blown a 23-point lead to the Pistons and lost the game. I didn't know they lost until I woke up. I I was watching that in real time. Who's the worst bad team between those two? What do you mean? Like, uh, your goal is to lose. Yet you guys win in the most inopportune times. Oh, it's it, Portland cannot lose to the Pistons. That shouldn't be happening. No, the Pistons are a special level of bad. <laughs> like, and I understand, but we're all fighting for higher draft. They picks were here. shorthanded. They had actually they traded made all some the, real deals. Yeah, they traded everybody. Twenty-three point lead, and I know they lost Ant. They didn't have Wop. They didn't have Aiton. Like. Okay, I know, but it's the Pistons. It's 23 points. Jeremy Grant went for like 50 points. You just named the two highest paid players on the team. (laughs) They had Ant for most of that game. I think he left in the third quarter. Yeah, he rolled an ankle or something. I I went to bed just shortly after that thing, and okay, that sucks, but they'll be fine. And then I woke up, and it was like 128, 122. I'm like, what? (laughs) To the Pistons? Yep. Um, We'll get to some of that coming up at the top of the hour. You text me something which was funny because I had the same reaction yesterday. And I wasn't even going to text you. I, 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 I'll, so, full disclosure, let's pull the curtain back here. Brandon, you and I have been acquaintance work friends for almost a decade now. We don't hang out. We don't really text. We don't really have a relationship outside the building. And that's fine. That's not what I mean. But when I text that to you, I was like, oh, my God, am I that guy annoying him because I'm hosting with him tomorrow? No, not on that topic. Because then you didn't respond for a while, and I well, was like, yeah, oh, was, God. Yeah. No. Oh, my God, I'm so scared. <laughs> what if he doesn't like me? So the class of 2024 for the NFL Hall of Fame, which... Pretty studly. I'm going to give you a, a... A lot of defense. Here's a lukewarm take. This is the last Hall of Fame that matters. Why so? Like this class or no. of all the sports? Sports. Oh, Agreed. 
baseball's Hall of Fame is a joke at this point, and basketball is not even an NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's pro basketball. So if you were awesome in Europe and then you were in the NBA for like a season, you're in the pro basketball Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, I thought you were going the other way around. No, the NFL Hall of Fame is the only Hall of Fame that I give any credence to. Oh, I still give a lot of credence to Major League Baseball. Nah, they, they're a joke. They don't know how to do what they're doing. Um, and I know you're the hot corner guy. And, I, to- and it's not because I'm a baseball guy. It's because I think there is still a lot of, I think there's still more prestige of being in the MLB in Cooperstown than Canton. No way. I do. Sports Adrian Beltre is a Hall of Famer and Barry Bonds is not. Well, there's reasons for that. Can you tell them? Because there was no positive test, so there are many documents in court. Ah, so but Adrian Beltre played in the same era. He's you know not as suspect. Okay, (laughs) I I do think he's pretty suspect. Yeah, no, Jeff Bagwell definitely. (laughs) Rodriguez. (laughs) Oh, shocking! Look at that. All right, all right. Uh, Class of 2024: Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, my guy Patrick Harris. uh, Oh, nice! Steve Mongo McMichael. Finally made it, man. There's a really good piece on him, by the yep. way, that Schefter did. And Randy Gratishar, all yeah. making the NFL Hall of Fame. Who didn't? Well, a couple people, but one of the biggest ones, no Antonio Gates. Absolutely shocking, okay? Pretty surprising. If we, if we sit here, okay, Kelsey's still got a career going, so I don't know how that play out, plays out. We sit here. Tony Gonzalez, number one, right? That's the greatest tight end of all time. Gronk or Gonzalez? Gronk or Gonzalez? Yeah. Okay, I'll throw Gronk. Good yeah. call. I always forget about Gronk. They're all different. It's in, just yeah, they all play different. Right, Gronk right. is just such a massive human being. Tony Gonzalez was still playing when Antonio Gates was in the league, mm-hmm. and there were people saying this guy could be better. Yes. than Tony Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And I know Tony Gonzalez is on TV, and I love him on TV, and he seems like just an awesome, awesome dude. There was a time where we were asking the question, is Antonio Gates the best tight end ever? For years and years and years. Little bolts fired up right here because I watched that guy's entire career. That guy is absolutely incredible. He could catch, he could block, and he could throw the football. How he's not in here, but a return man is... I know Devin Hester's oh, the best no, ever no, to no. do stop, it. Stop, stop, But stop. I'm, not, I'm not having this. No, no. I'm stop. not having a top three tight end of all time not getting in on the first ballot when a guy like Devin Hester gets in. What I I'm will, not here for it. What I will not do is I will not tear down anybody that did make it because of somebody who didn't. Devin Hester is a Hall of Fame player. I'm down with that. He's, I'm down he's with the that. greatest return maybe man is, of all time. Maybe this is my Major League Baseball problem, where that the first time is a big deal. Well, yeah, I kind of think that, too. I, I looked up some numbers here, so I thought there were a couple snubs. I think Gates, Rodney Harrison didn't make it? I was kind of shocked by that. And you know, I you can certainly say I don't think people like Rodney Harrison. He might be kind of the Kurt Schilling ish. Uh, I don't think it's quite that bad, but yeah, there's probably some. A lot of people. I mean, he's like a four-time voted by players dirtiest player in the NFL. Yeah, but his career. I mean, I watched him play football. That was sure. a Hall of Fame. Sure. DB and Torrey Holt, I thought was one. Jared Allen was close for me. If you tell me he makes it eventually, it, it deserving for Ooh, sure. I liked him. Well, eight out of nine years he had. 11 sacks or more, eight out of nine straight years. I feel like he was one of the first guys in the modern day era to be a psychopath who had psychopath hair. Like George Kittle is his look is because of Jared Allen. Jared Allen, he had the uh, the Jack in the Box thing. Mm-hmm. Remember his celebration? Ah, I love that. I thought there were some mullet. other snubs, but Gates to me, it's egregious he didn't make it again. Yeah. Like, Find me a tight end in the history of the game 
That's better than him. No, because the it, two are Tony Gonzalez and yeah. Gronk. If you go down the list, it's Gronk, it's Gonzalez, it's Kelsey, and then it's just subjective there. And you certainly could put Gates in at that point and Easily. say that's where Antonio Gates slots Easily. in. The ability was awesome. I just, I, you and I both saw that, and I know you got a little more tie with the the fandom there, but. Are, are we are we downgrading the tight end position? Because right now the tight end position is more important than it's ever been. Kittle said this. He said, if you look at the like the last seven Super Bowls, how pivotal is the tight end? It's huge. So you would think in today's world, with like like again to heart back to baseball, not to continue to tout this, but Ortiz and Edgar get in because we now know how pivotal pivotal a DH can be. Right in today's age, when we know how pivotal. A tight end is, how is one of the greatest to ever do it not getting that respect? I completely agree with you, and thank you for proving my point at the end of the segment as well. He tested, he was on a Mitchell report, David Ortiz. He's in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, not though, but okay. Keep telling me the Hall of Fame in baseball knows what they're doing. <laughs> uh, we have a loaded second hour of the show. We will get into the Super Bowl dive deep. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Into it, but we'll start. Let's, uh, Blazers trade deadline, massive trade made yesterday. We'll hear from Joe Crone in hour two, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. It's football's biggest week. I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. I think that has to be the mindset uh, starting today. The Chiefs are in their, their, what, their fourth Super Bowl in five years. While we might be under the radar, I guess, to people on the outside, I think the Chiefs are very aware that we're not under the radar at all. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. We know we're seeing something special. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Radio 1080. The Fan P. Harris filling in. Dirt holla. is uh, still out. Not dead. Did you say holla? Holla. <clears throat> Sounds about white. Uh, we got Swag is back here from his road trip, calling those Pilots games. Yep, I got. Uh, we got one more regular season trip next week. Dropping a pilot into a hun- uh, hungry dog's kennel doesn't go so well, does it? Yeah, the kennel has not been kind to the Pilots. <laughs> it's not been really kind to a lot of teams. Yeah, eighteen in a row we've lost up there. Two thousand three, the last win in Spokane. Oh my lord! Wow. Um, we wow. Marcus Greaves, our former intern, he now works at the CBS affiliate in San Diego. He he's covering the Super Bowl for the station in Vegas. So we will get Marcus Greaves either live from the craps table, uh, just waking up. 
or at the end of the bender where he just said, I'm staying up all night because we're going home today, so I'm going to gamble at 3 a.m. Please be the last one. Please be the last one. Please be the last one. You know who that would be? That'd be me. That'd be me, too, for sure. Uh, I was out at the craps table last time I was in, well, the only time I've been to Vegas. I was uh, I was on the, the floor just meandering about gambling till 3 50 a.m. Mm-hmm. God, it felt amazing. Me and a bunch of olds who were just chain smoking, just gambling. See, and I'm not a big gambler, so I feel what I would do is I would just make my body change. I would just vampire it. Mm. Okay, it is. It it can be depending on when you go. Sure, it can be so GD hot down there that I'd just be like, you know what, I'm gonna sleep in the day. And then at about five o'clock, wake up. Yeah, uh, hit somewhere, grab some breakfast. Yep, catch a show at seven p.m. Vodka Red Bull at eight. Yep. Let's go. Get, get done with that show <laughs> and then uh, start wandering the strip and just kind of look around because you know the party's still going. What do I need daytime for? You don't need daytime. And then once the sun starts to rise, you can sit there and you're like, "Wow, that's beautiful." I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, I want to get to a take I have on the Super Bowl festivities. There's something about the Super Bowl that I've realized about myself, and I'll tell you what that is at seven fifteen. Uh, before we dive in, let's talk about the Blazers. I went to bed, and they were up 20 points. I woke up and found that they had choked away a 20-point lead. 23. I think it got higher at the second quarter. Like There was a moment where it felt like it was almost 30. When did the lead start to trickle away? Late third quarter. Late third, fourth. When they Ant were went out. up 15 going to the fourth. Yeah. Uh, give me a second here. I'll look at it. But I feel like there was a moment where they were like 26 <clears throat> in the second. Anyways, I woke up. They lost to the Pistons, so that was nice to wake up to. Anthony Simons rolls his ankle. A bunch of guys didn't play, but Jeremy Grant scored 49 points. We had the trade deadline. Delano Banton. Big Delano Banton from the Boston Celtics is who we acquired. Hey, he brings championship pedigree. Like, they're on a run right He now. does. He knows what it's like to win. He's watched Jason Tatum from afar. The pride of Nebraska, as one of our listeners told me. And uh, that was the big move for the Blazers on deadline day. I did sign off on the show saying they're probably doing nothing, and they did something, but you could still argue they didn't do anything. Delano Banton is the guy, Joe Cronin, holding a press conference before they choked away that Piston game. And here was Joe Cronin summing up the trade deadline. Quick review of the trade deadline. Uh, Very content with how it went. Um, Like the way the team is playing. We've been extremely active and transactional the last two years. Wanted to give these guys a chance to settle in, gel, connect. They have been active and transactional. Last deadline, they traded away their good players, one of which they gave a mid-level to who conned us into the contract, and we got duped. Uh, Josh Hart got traded, and then, of course, the Dame stuff. So standing pat pretty much with the roster wants to allow these guys to play together. He then went on to talk about the, the offers he had because he's got guys of value in this league. Sure, the big talk's Malcolm Brogdon. That was, you're going to move him? Jeremy Grant, obviously, although that's kind of settled a little bit of late. Yeah, Grant seems to like it here. He just had a kid. It's mellow. He, you know, he's got familiarity with the he organization gets his likes him. Every night. Absolutely gets his shots, gets his buckets. Uh, and, you know, there was some talk of Malcolm maybe being moved. I thought when the Knicks got Bogdanovich, that was a pretty clear indicator they'd moved on. Uh, here was Joe talking about the offers. Yeah, I received lots of offers. I think it did make it somewhat more difficult to pry from us because we are happy with who we have and where we're at. So, of course, we always want to be opportunistic and, you know, not just be thorough in this market, but have a great feel for what our options are and what's available. And, you know, in any transaction, you're just evaluating whether this is a good move for you or not. And all the discussions we had this time around, 
we chose to pass on them. So passing for now, I mean, largely the deadline was a, was a general dud, not just for the Blazers, basically for the league. Buddy Heald went to the Sixers. P.J. Washington went to the Mavs. We mentioned Bogdanovich. Like, those are the three biggest players traded yesterday. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I mean, you know the league better than I do, so, you know, please, by all means, tell me to shut up. Uh, it feels like the gap between the haves and the haves-nots is pretty big right shut now. Shut up. Swag, what did you think of the deadline? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, uh, like who is like what big name is available? You know, like who is who's got a great name that is going nowhere that is very much ready to let them go. Well, Dejounte Murray was maybe the biggest name involved in most of the conversations because the Lakers have been a disaster and because the Hawk thing with Young and Dejounte, mm -hmm. it's it's they don't have chemistry. They but don't play well together. There's no like Aaron Gordon. You know what I mean? I just said DeJounte Murray. Is that an Aaron Gordon? Y you can make an argument he's better than Aaron Gordon. Okay, yes. fair yeah. then. So then there's one. And I think I think that's what it is, that you're lacking a lot of those. So it doesn't make sense to put all in for guys that aren't really worth what they probably cost at a deadline to make a run. I think what we saw, too, was uh, a bad draft looming. And also the cap's going to be restructuring to its new position. So there's a lot of like financial uncertainty and how are they going to navigate it who's making what it just felt like a a laid-back deadline not only for what you're saying of like what was who was the biggest name but also no interest in this draft and let's see where we're at financially in the summer and then we maybe get aggressive and make the move yeah and there were some teams uh, you know the wizards had some guys they needed to move off the books but yeah kuzma didn't go anywhere yeah teams that maybe in the past would have added stuff on the books and accepted the the tax the new the new tax levels the penalties for going over the tax are so much higher now with this new deal that it's just not cost effective and it's harder to get out of those contracts if you take them on and it doesn't work but also remember OG Siakam mm -hmm. R.J. Barrett, yeah. those names were moved. Those are pre-deadline yeah. trades. They yeah. are pre-deadline yeah. trades, but those are big names that still got moved. Is it because it wasn't on the trade deadline that it wasn't a good trade year? Those well, are big moves. No, those, well, yeah, um, certainly that's a fair point, but it's it's not it's not just a label as like some bad thing. I don't think it has to be a bad thing, even though I've said the NBA media doesn't know how to cover the NBA. They're pretty. All they want to do is lead every podcast with, how about the Lakers, huh? And then who's going to get traded? Instead of like telling me why is it working for Minnesota now this year, right? But wasn't last year. But it didn't last year. Why is Oklahoma City <clears throat> took a step? Which, by the way, I know we talked about this swag. Oklahoma City. I know they got Gordon Hayward. Like, okay, I guess cool. I was a little surprised. I didn't want them to make a massive trade. They they need they need depth that big, and they didn't do it. I was a little well, surprised. Well, the question by is, that. they must feel confident Hayward's going to be back. He's six seven though. I'm talking about having real, Whoa. you know, kind of insurance at that position. Who do you need to do that against other than Denver? Minnesota. I mean, they've got yeah, Rudy but Cat plays Kat. on the yeah. perimeter. Yeah, and you're not worried Same about thing this with year. Anthony Davis. He's he's a three or a four. He just happens to be six eleven. The only guy that's really going down into the paint and pounding people is Jokic. Well, I just I was surprised because clearly they want to gear it up and allow them to compete. I just thought that they would go make that move, and they didn't. The final one I want to get to here, or I got a couple here, Joe Cronin talking about 
What are the goals for the rest of a season? A miserable season. What are the goals? Keep getting better day by day. By day by day. Um, by day by day. It's, was our approach going into it. Nothing's really changed. We have a lot of individual development and team development to go through. And, you know, we have <clears throat> some really young, talented, capable guys that we're seeing good growth from. Just got to keep doing that. And at the same time, we've got to learn to play together. We've got to still get better defining and establishing our style of play. This is the one that hacked me off. You haven't defined your style of play. Either you... What's Chauncey been doing? What do we... What? Well, they're, they're, I mean, they're that's not it. close. That's it. That was the indication to me. We had this conversation before I left. How much longer are you willing to be patient? How much longer are you willing to go through whatever process they're going through? Because it could be a long time and there's no guarantee that you get to where you want to go when they say we're, it's time to go all in. Mm -hmm. They don't know. I was a little confused. I put up a question yesterday on the show page at the end of the show and, and the the way people read it was interesting, and I'm not a great writer at all, so I'm fully taking some responsibility. You're doing here. great, buddy. You're doing well, great. But a year ago, they mm -hmm. said, you're almost going to be questioning or offended by how much we're going to push our chips all in to build around Dame. And obviously, that didn't happen, sure. right? It went the other way. So I just put up, do you actually trust them when they say you're going to question or wonder why we're going so all in? When that move presents itself, however long that is, do you trust them to do it? And people are like, well, why would they do it right now? And I'm like, it, there's no timestamp on this question. <laughs> this is just open-ended. Do you actually trust them to put their chips all in and go, here's three firsts and a young player. Give us this guy. He will add something to what we have. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how, based on what we've seen with, with this regime, previous regime, I don't know how you can say yes to that. Personally, it's not to say that Joe won't. It's just I can only go off what I've seen, and what I've seen is kind of the opposite. We're going to sell off our parts, and we're going to keep waiting for the right draft pick to land here, which maybe that's Cooper Flagg. Cooper Flagg will not be drafted until next June. Right. So that is another season of this, of, of blowing games to the Pistons because one player mm. rolled his ankle and the rest of the guys playing not good enough to beat a Detroit Piston team that is one of the worst we've seen in the NBA in a long time. I think I'm willing to give Joe a little more slack on this. And I think it's obviously different when you're dealing the superstar as opposed to wanting a superstar, dealing for a superstar. But I thought the Dame trade went well, all things considered. Like I think the return, the return he got for it was pretty good. Okay. okay, so let's build on that. But all his right? position three months, four months prior to that was we're going to go all in for Dame. Agreed. And then it switched. And you can certainly say that's the right I decision. I think he had to switch. Like, I don't know if that's his call. Like, like not... To keep the third pick in the draft, not, to not, not move the 23rd pick in the, the draft. Not that the high up said no, but that there wasn't anything on the table for him. If that's the case, then that's the case. My Anytime you don't make a good big trade, it's very easy to say, well, I'm not sure there was a lot there for him. That's kind of an out without knowing for sure if that's true or not. My only hesitation on him is how long this Chauncey thing keeps going on. Well, the Chauncey, I mean, he talked about Chauncey. That, he, he that, actually, that's what's got to change. He if, raved if about Chauncey If he's going to hang on to Chauncey through this, that's when you're going to start Chauncey's to a five-year deal. It's year three. He's not getting fired. He talked yesterday about how he's actually liked the growth and development that some of the young players have had with Chauncey. I'll play this final one. Uh, just... Quick asked him what he's made 
and this is such a weird question to have to answer, but I understand why Quick would definitely ask it. How do you feel like you've done as the general manager? Yes, I really like where we're positioned. I like where we're headed. I like what we're capable of. I like our team. I like our staff. I like our organization. I think we're well on our way to good things in the future. I mean, what are you going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I hate where we are. Yeah, no, he's not going to say that. These picks aren't going to be that great. I'm not even trying to highlight whether it was a good or bad answer. I just, it's got to be a tough question to answer. Swag, how do you think you are as the pilot's play-by-play man? Uh, Mediocre, (laughs) but getting better? No, you're going to be like, I'm good. You know, my defense could get some improvement, and we're terrible in Spokane, but uh, I'm getting there. You know, the team's actually worse than me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of the MVPs of this deal. I but but it's it's funny because you kind of mentioned it earlier, or I think it was Swag that said it. This team has no identity, and that identity comes from your coach, from your system. Like, what is it that you do? What is it that Portland does other than throw a bunch of kids out hmm. there and Jeremy Grant? They play hard sometimes, sometimes, but like they don't even have that identity. Hmm. That's what bothers me so much, and that's where I would say, okay, maybe not on Cronin if he believes in in Chauncey that much. When Chauncey was a player, he had identity. All these teams that are good and these teams that are bad, they have identity. Look at Minnesota. Nobody believes they're going to go on a run, but at least I can tell you what they do. I think overall, it's just, it's when you're bad and you're building and you're tanking, but you're clearly not trying to win the most games, It it's going to be hard to have an identity in that process. And the only thing that I would say, and then we'll go here, the only thing I'd say to that too is, as true as that is, at some point, though, and this is year three for Chance, like, is year four going to be the year where you go, I know what style of play we are going to have. I know who we are. You have to, at some point, have to be able to answer that question. Yeah. There's only so long you can go without answering it. Uh, I don't like this anymore. Am I alone? Next on The Fan. Get those Spragan Line sponsors in to the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. We'll Spragan Line at 830 today. A little funny story on that. We have confirmed Marcus Greaves, awake. Yeah, I just texted him, make sure I still have the same uh, same phone number. It was all good. Yes. I said, yeah, so he's awake. All right. Well, Marcus Greaves. call him in about 10 minutes. Yep. Live from Vegas. I want to get to a Super Bowl-related thing. So we, had, we talked earlier about parties. Super Bowl parties, yay or nay. If my team's in it, I'm way nay. If they're not, I'm yay. Okay, I can do the Super Bowl with noise and stuff, but if my team's in it, I need to be isolated. You can vote after it and Sprague on that, by the way. There is an element of the Super Bowl that's always gotten conversation, and it does every Monday, Tuesday. And I want to I want to get out in front of this now and tell you I've officially reached the point where I don't get excited about it, and I don't care, like, at all. Super Bowl commercials, officially for me, are kind of a dead topic. I, I don't care. I don't find most commercials really worth the conversation. You usually get, like, one or two at most that are good. And then they play it so much that you kind of just go, okay, that was a good one. But I've seen it 88 times because you spent $3.5 million for it. I, We've done that topic on this show several times in the last decade. I'm to the point now, like, of all the things, uh, the nat- you know, the anthems, America the Beautiful, all that stuff, 
okay, I'm interested. Halftime show, For I'm sure, interested. Dude. Usher, baby. Commercials, it's kind of the one thing. It's like <clears throat> I don't, I don't care at all about commercials anymore. I've reached my threshold of caring about commercials. Well, it's funny that you, as as you were saying, this is what I mean. I'm like, I'm like playing that game in my head. Oh, where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? I was about to go. Oh, say can't you know? It's trying to figure out where you were going, and now that you mention commercials, I think this is one of the first years in maybe ever. I don't know if I've had this conversation at all with anybody. Like, oh, oh, you like the commercials, you know? Or like, People what are you always do? love the commercials. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I haven't heard a peep about it this year. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that because they spend so much money on these and because of the era we live in, most of us have seen all the big ones now. Like, a lot of them are on YouTube already. A lot of them are on you know, some TikTok or something like that. People have seen a lot of these now. So that element of surprise for some of them, I think, is gone. And I also think people know that the NFL is a commercial machine. And they're kind of like, well, that's just what they do. And number three is people are real tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on commercials. Well, even if you don't have Mahomes and Kelsey, and I just, in general, like, I didn't really care last year. I, I remember, like, we talked about it very briefly, but like they played. And my other thing is, I'll sometimes forget commercials that play. I don't take notes on commercials like, oh, the old spice spot in the second quarter was really good. I don't, well, that's, I that's, just don't care. I think that's also what I'm saying and why you don't care. Like, I stream everything, like, okay. I don't have cable. Yeah. Okay. But I do have YouTube TV, mm-hmm. and that's what I use to watch my sports, at least for now. We'll see how that goes. Right. But so when I do that, that's the only place I see commercials. And because I am so not used to seeing commercials, it is so easy to tune out. When a commercial starts, I'm like, oh, yeah, moving on. I kind of view them like naming rights of a stadium or an arena. Yeah. Do you actually, because they spend millions of dollars on that. And I still call it the Rose Garden. But do they get their (laughs) money's worth? I think they found that stadium naming rights are about as worthless an investment a company can actually make. How long did we call it Candlestick after it was something else? Uh, it ended in Monster Park. I called it Candlestick the entire time. The entire time, time. yeah. yeah. So the, like, do you think there's? it's worth it to the spend like $5 it million? All what goes into it, too, like the Moda Center. But if you notice, Moda's getting a whole bunch of commercials during broadcasts, and there's other... So just, just to pay to stick your name on the outside of it, um, but you can't just go, hey, I want the Moda I mean, healthcare. how many people I are... I still don't know what Lumen is. Yeah. It took me a long time to know what CenturyLink was. Oh, yep. really? Well, I mean, once I found out, but mm-hmm. like that's that wasn't an offer down here. Well, but okay, so let's go through it. So you got like a beer sponsor, Doritos, uh, Pepsi, you know, Pepsi, Coke, and then like fast food and and maybe like a random GoDaddy, hey, we might be doing porn, but you got to go to our website <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Do those any of those products like get increased in sale? I can't imagine that you're making me want to buy Doritos more than maybe I already am. Well, I, I think if I were to be trying to justify spending whatever you got to spend for the Super Bowl, I think it would be the only place it would be great is is if I was introducing a new product or a new brand and I wanted to get the most eyeballs in front of it to introduce it. Like that's when you tell me about Starry. You can't just create Starry. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Can I yeah. have Sierra Mist? So if I had something oh, yeah, brand new, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, brand new or a new just something I was introducing for the first time. Sure. Then it'd be great because I'm never going to have that many eyeballs of all across the demographics in one spot at the same time. For the longest time. So Pepsi is the soda sponsor 
of the Super Bowl in the NFL. It is that way because for the longest time, I don't know if they have in the last couple of years if it's come back, Coca-Cola was not a sponsor and didn't have commercials during the Super Bowl because they said it wasn't worth their money. It still like, isn't. There are people in third world countries that drink our beverage because they don't have water. Having a commercial at the Super Bowl is not going to in, improve sales of Coca-Cola. We are king. Why do we care? It's like Disney. Disney doesn't need a commercial. They get the guy at the end that says, I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. You know, that's like, the that's commercial. Yeah. That's the commercial. Yep. It's not high priced. It's no. just pictures and videos of kids at mm -hmm. Disneyland having fun. That's it. Because Disney's like, look, we're effing Disney. That's why, like, Swizzle's not going to do the halftime show. Yeah. Why do I need that exposure? I'm about to, my next tour is worth $4 billion. What am I going to do that for? By the way, advertise your asses off, Pepsi. I'm still buying Coke. I'm still buying <laughs> Coke. Really I'm it. still buying Coke. Uh, it, by the way, somebody said, put some respect on 3Com Park. That's right. They had 3Com Park before it was Monster Park. They kept trying to call it Park. <laughs> yeah, like... I, it, I'm just it, it's the Rose company Garden. park company park yeah it's, it, the, it's, it's the, the I, I wish it was sometimes I call Giant Stadium in San Francisco baseball sometimes I call it Pac Bell deal says because uh, that's what it opened deal as. says companies are pay, really paying three million for me to watch a thirty second commercial and try to figure out what they were trying to sell and that's the other part of it's like sometimes you're like what was that um, let's get to the Super Bowl itself Marcus Greaves our former intern very proud of him he is in Vegas covering the Super Bowl for the CBS affiliate in San Diego. So Marcus Greaves will join us coming up at 7.30. Get those Spragan Line sponsors in to the Vancouver Ford text line. But the Daily Ticker is next on The Fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, daily ticker time here on The Fan. We've talked a little bit about the Super Bowl, but we've been talking about it for two weeks. And uh, I'm pretty excited here, P. Harris, because uh, this guy, once upon a time, was busting his butt behind the scenes, doing whatever it took to be a good intern, a good co-worker, if you would, for free at The Fan. I would argue one of the more attractive people to walk through these doors. Oh, let me give you Present a story. Present company excluded, of course. Let me give you a story very quickly before our guest hops on. I know he can hear me now. Marcus I heard him Greaves. chuckle a little bit there. I heard it too. I had a former co-worker who was older than me, and she came up to me, and she goes, Hey, who's that? And I go, who's who? And she goes, who's that fine piece of chocolate down the hall? And I said, that's our new intern. And she goes, that's going to be my new baby daddy is what I heard. And uh, I don't know if she ever conquer, uh, you know, got that conquest, but uh, here he is now. Marcus Grease live from Vegas, CBS eight in San Diego. You can find him on Twitter at Marcus Grease with an underscore at the end and former Oregon State football player. Uh, Marcus, good morning. How are you even awake right now? What did you do last night in Vegas? Well, uh, that is the story for a different time, brother, but I'm up. That's the only thing that matters. Hey, you I can made hear it. it in his voice and already. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm not 21 anymore. I'll just say that. Oh, you're learning the hard way. That's so unfortunate. I'm glad you're learning, but you're learning the hard way. Like Once you get past a certain number... Those late night Drake parties at the club—they don't pay off the next day. <laughs> they don't, man. I, I've uh, and we've been here since Sunday, so it's been a, it's been a long one. I'll just say that. 
Marcus, uh, hi, buddy. It's good to talk to you. Uh, how how often do you get to Vegas? Like, are you? Uh, is this kind of an early in the amount of times? Is this your first time, or are you uh, a little bit of a resident? Nah, man, this is probably only the fourth time. And every time I come to Vegas, I tell myself I'm never coming back. And it's, you know, everybody has their experiences in Vegas. I've just always made the mistake of staying here too long. Mm-hmm. The last time I came here, it was with, with a bunch of my friends here for five days. We had no business being here for five days. So not only were my pockets hurting, but uh, I'm, I, I might be done drinking for a long time. <laughs> Until you're not, and then you're right back on it. Marcus Grease, exactly. our guest, CBS uh, San Diego, former intern here at The Fan and Coin6, before he bolted to SoCal, where he's probably living the best, the best life. Sun every day, 72 degrees covering sports for a living uh what, what's it just been like professionally for you it, it had to be it has to be a little nerve-wracking right you're like hey you're representing us you're representing us in a lot of markets too because i believe they use you in like seven other cities for super bowl coverage what has the experience been like professionally overrated properly rated underrated who is the most famous person you've interviewed how has all of that gone for you from a professional standpoint from a professional standpoint man it's been super not just eye-opening it's actually just been quite amazing that's probably the best way i can describe it a lot especially the people you see you know seeing the adam scheffners the ian Rappaports, the pat mcafee shannon sharps ocho cinco Dion Sanders. we've seen all of them so far here especially up at radio row and just to see how people in vegas are treating the super bowl i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they just say forget every other city we are having the Super Bowl in Vegas every single year because the amount of people that just pile here and just go crazy. I mean, I have seen anything and everything. Some things I can't say on the phone with you right now. I'll tell you a little later, Sprague. But <laughs> just from the aspect of seeing opening night, um, you know, the way that they've done it, the way the 49ers and the Chiefs fans have just flooded here and just packed every single event. It doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't matter how many live shots I do. I could not tell you how many people I've had to basically fight to stay away from our camera because they want to hop in and just scream, whether it's Go 49ers or Go Go Cowboys. There there actually has been a few Cowboy fans, and I just – I give him a pat on the back, and I'm like, man, you're a good soul, man. <laughs> I give you a lot of props for being here. Marcus, but- uh, uh, Brandon kind of hit on this, and I want to kind of jump through it a little further. So you're a former athlete, but you also work in the media, right? So you got a little bit of both sides what's going down there. What? Who have you been more starstruck by? Is it by some of the former athletes, like the Dion's of the world, or is it seeing guys like – Schefter, or if you see a, a, a Dan Patrick or somebody like that, are you a little more starstruck by the athlete side or by the media side? Uh, it's probably going to be probably the media side, man. I mean, once I saw LeBron James for the first time covering uh, the Lakers in Portland, I, after that I was like, okay, the athletes, I, I'm going to have to push you all to the side. Now seeing guys like Uncle Shea Shea is pretty cool, man, Deion Sanders. And one thing that I will always keep in mind is that you know, I'm not as tall as I think, and I'm not as buff as I think. <laughs> there's, times, there's times where I'm like, you know, I'm still in the, I'm still in the gym every day, and I'm I feel like I could, you know, maybe put up a hundred yards in a game. And then you see some guys. I saw Ricky Williams yesterday, and I was like, Ricky Williams probably hasn't touched the weight in over four in like twenty years, and he already looks three times my size. So 
I get pretty starstruck from seeing mostly the former athletes, seeing the athletes that was pretty cool, but, uh, and, and the media members, but man, guys like Deion Sanders, you can't just, it's almost too hard to put in, in perspective when seeing him. He looks fake because the only time you see him is on TV. The, uh, the funny thing is I knew what he was going to answer on that because one of his last days at the fan as an intern, I caught him on the computer and he was on LinkedIn. And I was like, what are you doing on LinkedIn? You're too young for LinkedIn. <laughs> he was sending messages to every media member that exists about, hey, I want a job. Hey, what do you... He, he was sending an email, a LinkedIn message to Marcus Spears of ESP. He's like, he's he might get back to me. into DMs. You never know. So he, Marcus knows what he's doing, how to network, and how to get where he needs to go. And where he's at right now is San Diego uh, with CBS 8. We'll get you out of here on this one, Greaves, because I know you either want to go back to the craps table or you want to finally get some breakfast or go to sleep. What what's your pick for the game? Are you going trendy chief pick or are you going with my Niners? Where where are you going with the game? Well, because I love you so much, Sprague, and, and you're one of the best people I've ever met. I'm taking the 49ers, man, by a touchdown. A tutty? You sure you've down, only been man. there since Sunday? Ooh. <laughs> Pound the rock, baby. You got the offensive player of the year. Christian McCaffrey, one of the coldest to ever do it. Let's get something rolling. I believe in Brock Purdy, man. Did you uh did you, did you place a wager at a window? Uh that's disclosed information, my brother. Wow. <laughs> you you know, you've given us a lot of teases and no real information here. It's kind of hurting my feelings that you're not giving us come on, hundred, two hundred? What do we lay on this? Well, you know I'm cheap, man. I can't I can't place no bet. <laughs> Ten dollars, just... didn't you? <laughs> The last hundred dollar bet I made, I didn't pay for over uh, like three years. Yeah, it's cash up front at the window. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned my lesson. Wait a minute, you're not Andy Johnson. I can't wait three years to pay off this bet. What the hell is this place? Marcus Greaves, CBS Eight, San Diego, our good friend. He's killing it down there, and he gets to cover the Super Bowl in Vegas. Uh, Hey, I said it earlier on my show, uh, Greaves. I. Me and Dirt are going to be at the Super Bowl next year. We're going to New Orleans, so if you can convince your bosses to send you to New Orleans and cover this thing again, maybe we can link up and, and finally get one of those drinks. We definitely will. We're going to have to, man. Uh, I don't know after this Vegas trip if they'll ever let us come back. Okay, that's all right. I'll bring the beads. You get ready to take your shirt off, all right? <laughs> all right, brother. Appreciate you guys. All take right, care. There. Marcus Greaves, CBS 8 in San Diego, our former intern. Uh, he's do he really is doing a great a great job. I feel like a proud big brother anytime I see him on social media doing more and more work. And so he joins us live from Las Vegas. Uh, we got a lot of the Super Bowl to get to. We're gonna do a bit of a 49er therapy session because me and Nimick are emotionally a mess, and Chiefs fans probably feel great. They've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and a stout defense. So I have a little therapy at 8:15. We'll spray the line at 8:30. Dirt and spray back with more on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch time. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness. With memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your crunch time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. So I was, uh... I was noodling on some stuff this week, and by Wednesday, I'd come up with this. Who do you think has more pressure on him in the game? Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, or Tony Romo? (laughs) I don't know. What do you think, Jim? Jim. Jim. Back to you. 
Tony, it's third and six. What do they do here? I don't know, Jim. I'm so excited, Jim. What do you think, Jim? Nance has gotten defensive about this lately. He's been doing interviews. Well, Romo's his boy. Yeah, I, I, well, financially has to be his boy. Let's also take note of that. Well, and I think Tony is probably a chill guy to hang out with. Like, you're going to different cities and shooting games, and it's like the night before you got to have dinner to kind of prep. Tony's, you know, live loose. He's young, and Jim Nance probably loves that. Otherwise, he's going to do golf with a bunch of old guys. A lot of people have picked up on the, is CBS happy with that? There's a massive contract, and I don't know what that buy is, but. Greg Olson could be available. If you're CBS, would you rather have Greg Olson or Tony Romo? I'd rather have Greg Olson. Olson. Me too. I think Olson's going to keep working at this to keep being good. And at the top, yep. I I think it's quite clear the last two years. We've seen Romo come in and be like, oh, I just played last year. I know what this play is. And not follow the game for yeah, the next year. Yeah, it's, it's like not working anymore. It's like, no. how is the game past Tony Romo by, but not Aikman? In two years. You know? It, well, it, it, this simple answer. He golfs. He wants yeah. to be on the senior tour. That is a, yeah. I think it's a career aspiration for him. He golfs. He's not talking to coaches in the offseason. He's not going to these training camps as much. And it, it's just, to me, it's Ben Wild. We've been noting it along the way as a show. He's calling the Super Bowl. And my team's in it, and I am not excited about that aspect of the game. Yeah, this is like when there's a big college basketball game and it's your team and Walton's on the call. Mm -hmm. Like if it's some random thing and you're just enjoying Walton or whatever, it's like great. But when it's your team and you're trying to figure out what's going on and he's talking about volcanoes and mountains and whatever, yeah. If he talks about dead shows, though, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I, I just I've listened to his playoff stuff. I listened to the regular season, and it was at one point we we praised and lauded it. I was like, "Hey, this guy's calling the plays out. He's telling me what these formations are indicating. Mm-hmm. This is something we haven't really seen. Like Madden used to do it after the play, right? Boom, and this guy's going to come over. Like he would do a really good job at that. Mm-hmm. Romo was predicting and predicting with accuracy. Yeah, and now when you t- when you hear him, it's just I don't know, Jim, Jim. And that's the analysis. It's Jim. But to but to move this move this back to your original question. It's Shanahan and it, it's not close. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we, I, think I think you guys we, are dead wrong. I think on we this. as I think we as media people have this conversation about Romo and and Olsen and Aikman and Collinsworth, et cetera, and the Herb And Streets clearly the, the numbers show that it doesn't matter. It just it's doesn't about matter the in game. the game. So I'm with swag on this, but I've got maybe a different reason than what you guys might go for. I think the pressure is entirely on Kyle Shanahan right here, and I think it has a lot to do with the youth movement push in football, okay? Mm-hmm. Sean McVay's got a Super Bowl ring, correct? Yeah. He is the only guy of this new wave with a Super Bowl ring. You've got McDaniels, Stefanski, the new guy in Seattle, LaFleur, Shanahan, all these young guys taking the league by storm. Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor, exactly. Campbell. And what is that done? I mean, there's a lot of winning involved there. Understood, and only one guy's got a ring. So I think it's big not... But give all of those coaches Patrick Mahomes. Oh, understood. Oh, (laughs) oh, understood. I completely completely get that. But what I'm saying is, is like... If this youth movement of head coach really is something, I need to see more of these guys win. But they are winning. But they're not winning. 
But they are. There's only one game to win, my friend. No, don't don't do that to you. But yourself. I'm gonna do that to but why? you. Why? Because because we this is what we do in the NFL is that we judge based on Super Bowls. It's what we do. We only yeah we we kind of do it to coaches. We really only do it to quarterbacks, which is kind of dumb considering we don't do it to any of the other ten positions of the field. That is also true. But, but I, I don't like to live in that because look, Marv Levy, Swag brought him up earlier. Already made fun of that coach, Andy Reid. We made fun of in Philly. Like we've already made fun of. Coaches but, that didn't have rings. But are we making fun of Marv Levy? Or are we just highlighting that Marv Levy, unfortunately for him, lost four straight, but got there four straight years? But e- either way, context has to matter. In either this. way, we're saying at the end of the day, he didn't get it done. Yeah, but 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 in a lot of ways, I could make a great argument. He did. He made them the most relevant AFC team for four straight years. Cool. The most relevant AFC team. I just, I'm I, with you. I'm not that petty, but I'm saying. team isn't always going to win. Look, Kyle Shanahan, I'll, I'll answer this question because I hear what you're saying. And I do think Kyle Shanahan has some pressure. This is an easy Romo. If CBS <laughs> can afford to buy that contract out and go get Greg Olson, you know what's not going to happen? Kyle Shanahan getting fired. Mike Tomlin's been in Pittsburgh for how long? He's never had a losing season. Shanahan has. But they're not close. And honestly, they haven't been in the conversation in a little bit. No. And yet, you don't you don't question it because the minimum Tomlin's going to do is win some games. The best he can do, obviously, is win the Super Bowl again. But he, that what, what year did they win that? 09? 10? 08? What was that? It was um, 08, 09, I think, when they beat 0, the Cardinals. 05 is that was Cower. Cower. 05 is Cower. I think 08, 09 was the Tomlin year. So somewhere around there. What year is it? It's uh, 2024. I mean, they that's lost to, long... to Rodgers. Okay, but that's a long but even time that, Even that was But you just said losing ago. Super Bowls still doesn't matter because you don't win the game. Who cares? 09, thank you. That's <laughs> a long-ass time ago. They're not even thinking about firing Tomlin. No. The Niners are not firing Shanahan. If anything, you lose. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, people bring up the Marv Levy stuff. But, like, you know the Niners are probably going to be good again next year. And if it's not Brock Purdy, you just is he going to find his Mahomes? That's certainly a question worth asking. But if he does, I've been asking this all week. I think Andy Reid is exceptional, and I understand everybody that picks Andy Reid is the better coach in this game. If I flip the quarterbacks in this game, you're not picking the Chiefs. Point blank. You're not. It's not even a debate. Well, the Chiefs probably aren't even here. Okay, but yet... To where I could argue the Niners... I mean, I don't like to because I like Purdy. Yes. But you could maybe argue that a different quarterback in the Niners, they still might be here. Yes. Chiefs aren't here without... They were here with a different quarterback when they played the first time. Exactly. So... I just... I I think it's it's kind of a weird, funny, wacky question that doesn't really matter. But I do think the pressure's more on uh, Jim. Jim. If that's what we're going to get on the Super Bowl, the longest game of the year, the biggest game of the year, 120 million people are going to watch this, and my analysis in a pivotal spot in the fourth is, like, I, I don't know, Jim, I'm so excited. Like, uh, I'm going to be sitting in my living room going, thank you. Thank you for paying this guy $17 million to give you the emotional reaction <clears throat> that I'm sharing on my couch. Vancouver Ford text line, your dollar goes further. They treat you right before, during, after the sale. 503-864-6326. Romo has totally become the Morty of Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I didn't even watch that show that much, and I understand <laughs> I that I know reference. exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, but... Again, it's, you know, there were times, you know, Madden has things that he has said, you know, not only is that a first down, but that's a whole new set of four downs. Saying an obvious thing is one, 
every time the analysis is thrown to you, all you do is say Jim and then get like nervously excited as if you're going to have an orgasm? That's not real analysis. But if it's entertainment enough, the no, average doesn't care. I think I think it's kind of an annoying bit. It's like, you're not doing anything in there, dude. <laughs> Jim Nance feels alone. I love the idea that Tony Romo doesn't care about football anymore. Swag? Do you believe that he I mean, cares that's about kind football? of the way he played, too. Like, I know football and I study the playbook, but... He's a golfer. Yeah, he's, he's a like, golfer. He's a good-looking dude that is an athlete. If anybody wants to be in Augusta with Jim in a couple months... It's Romo. It's definitely Can you see Romo. Romo? He's sketchers. like, Romo, Romo doesn't get to call NFL anymore, but he gets the Masters with Nance, and he's happier. <laughs> If I if I honestly gave you Tony Romo at like one of the holes for the Masters, it'd be awesome. It'd I bet be great. you he'd be good at it. I'd, he'd have it, all the stats for the golfers. Oh, put him at Amen Corner, something like that, or thirteenth. Like, get him at sixteen in the old Vern Lundquist yeah, yeah. suite. Is Vern there. out? I think so. I think wow. Vern's not doing it anymore. I thought that was the only thing Vern was doing. Now. Well, they canceled him for a while, but then I heard him on golf. What do you Maybe mean? he's still doing that. I talked to Ver- What do you mean canceled? I thought he got canceled from no, college football. No, he just retired. Oh, okay. Yeah, he reti- he's only doing Sorry, Masters. apologies. Take it back. Yeah, well, Retract. I thought you meant the other canceled. Like, he said something. I'm That's like, what I mean, yeah. Vern Lundquist was, I, I talked to him so. for 20 minutes. Yeah, he once. did college football, golf, and ice skating. That's pretty much what he did. Yeah, right up his alley. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a Romo answer. Shanahan's running away with this, and I just yeah, that's oh, insane. Yeah. Shanahan's job is not. We in haven't question. even talked about twenty eight three. You know, everybody p- only puts the blame on Shanahan that's, for the Falcons losing that, and that's not fair. I, I've been saying that for years. Yeah, that's. But, I heard you the other day say it. I was like, ridiculous. you're spot on. Uh, loaded final hour. We'll spray the line at eight thirty. Uh, Nemec's going to join us at eight uh, fifteen. But let's talk a little bit about the game, the elements of it. We'll do it next final hour. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This is a week for quality food and beverages. I don't like beans in my chili. That's a fair debate because the ori- original chili did not have beans in it. What do you mean the ori- you were there when they created the <laughs> original was. chili on the Old West? Yep. Expensive commercials and stupid questions from reporters covering their first sporting event. Is your mom picking you up after the Super Bowl? This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. I'm here so I won't get found. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. The final hour of the radio program for us on a Super Bowl week. Everybody getting amped and geeked for the game. Niners Chiefs. Uh, Andrew Nimick's going to join the radio program coming up in about 10 to 12 minutes. We need to do a live therapy session. He's been all over the place. I'm all over the place. I think every Niner fan Breathing oxygen is all over the place. And I might have this wrong because, well, it's the Super Bowl. There's an element of having Mahomes that's just like, yeah, you don't want to lose the game and you don't want to take it for granted, but you kind of tell yourself, "Mm, we have Mahomes, we might be back here. And not every team has that. So the nerves for both fan bases might be in completely different spots as uh, we talk about it on a Friday, heading to it. On a Sunday, somebody said my uh, Morty Romo impression's great. Pull it up is a play great. call and then just use it with that voice. Uh, Mike Lynch, uh, Voldemort, as we pleasantly call him on the hot corner because, you know, he turned coat and ran away from us, quitter. Uh, he is a diehard Rick and Morty fan. Yes, I'm aware of this. And when we would do the hot corner together, he would always make Rick and Morty jokes on it. And I never got it because I'd never seen the show. And he eventually stopped doing it. 
because he was like, oh, never mind. You don't watch. So I secretly started watching it. And ah. I've seen every episode like five or six times. Yeah. So I know all the jokes because I was going to surprise him, but then he quit. And so I never, <laughs> I never got to surprise him. All that work for no pay. <laughs> I never off. got to surprise him. But hey, in the end, I really know what Rick and Morty is now. Uh, Swag, I've listened to a lot of the, the people who are really smart about football that I think are really smart. I've read yes. a lot of the smart people. And I, I won't say it's an absolute universal, but a big takeaway for me as not as heavy X's and O's person, it seems like it boils. I mean, look, football is going to football, but it seems for those people, it kind of boils down to as simple as, is Isaiah Pacheco going to run successfully? Because if he does, that's probably the game. I know there are other elements involved here, but is there one for you that stands above the others of if so-and-so team does this, they, you think, win the game? Uh, see, I've seen it flipped. As long as San Francisco can get Christian McCaffrey free in the open field and he goes berserk, then the 49ers will dictate and control the game and win it. I've had a hard time because I, I also agree with that takeaway, but I watched I, Baltimore cower and turtle in their biggest game of the year. They, I, What I was most shocking about the Chiefs winning that game it was just the fact that I watched Baltimore be bullies all year. Yeah, it's yeah. not that they won. It's You weren't shocked that the Chiefs won. No, not at all. It it's was, just how they won. Yeah, and it, it was like they abandoned their game plan six plays And in. I know Kyle Shanahan will not abandon his game plan. I am confident in that. I, now. Yeah, okay. But will they be forced to alter it at some point in the game is the question. Yeah, and Kansas City's got the defense. They've got the lineman, linebacker play that certainly maybe early in the first San Francisco can't run the football. You're getting into second and eights. You're getting into third and sevens, and you're like, Brock Purdy has to win the game. The slot defense of Kansas City is not great. Right. It's an area that maybe Shanahan can try to expose. For for a unit that people are seem to be praising, that is their weak spot. They don't have a lot of them, but that's that's an area of some concern. But that boils down to Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy's ability to do it. Now, I, I think Brock Purdy has certainly proved it is different than Garoppolo. It looks different. It's executed differently. Feels different. Feels different. But there's also the other side of that where it's like, there's a lot of people that say this isn't a franchise thing. This is just system, place, time, players, everything else. That's going to be where we kind of find out. Is just just run of the mill? Because Brock Purdy's stats can be fine and they can win. Right. He doesn't need to be extraordinary. But in the moments where they do ask him to be extraordinary, will he make that play? Yeah, I think I think why Brock gets so much trash thrown his way I think a lot of it is because when he does do great things they just don't look sexy you know when when Lamar rolls out to get something done that looks sexy when Mahomes is getting hit and kind of throws across his body to complete a big third down that looks sexy CJ Stroud the kid shows up and you're like oh I like what this guy's got going for him Purdy just kind of does it almost like Pujols like the robot He's almost mechanical. Like, he's not a big vibrose dude. He's not a runner. He's tiny. Yeah, so he just kind of does it. He's a scrambler. It. He's not a runner. Right, so yeah. he just kind of does it, and it doesn't, like, captivate your eyes. I think break down Purdy more. I mean, I'm with Swag a bunch. If, if McCaffrey gets rolling, that's going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. I'm going to look. I want to see Brock Purdy on third and seven. Third and seven and, and above. 
That's where that's where my eyeballs will be the most tuned in. I know Mahomes can do it. And even if and even if Mahomes throws a pick on a third and seven, I don't think they're out of it. He threw a pick late in the early in the fourth quarter of the last Super Bowl. And right. It was twenty to ten. You're like, oh my god, are they going to do it? And then they gave up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. But if it's the third quarter and it's a big, you know, pretty big third and seven. I mean, all third and sevens sure. are big in the Super Bowl. Sure. But if it's a really magnitude third and seven, and he throws a pick, they're done. I think we don't really need to evaluate the Mahomes thing because we know it. I just think the Pacheco part of Kansas City's offense is where it's important. I think like, you're spot on because if they're on the field the longest is kind of what you're leading to, well, kind of yeah. controlling the, the, the narrative. Well, because San Francisco's weakness on I – mean, San Francisco's a couple weaknesses. One of their biggest weaknesses is just straight-up play action. They mm-hmm. fight hard, and they get caught in bad positioning. Ambry Thomas has been a disaster. And Mahomes will light you up on it. He absolutely will. And if Pacheco can establish some sort of a run, if he's getting 75 to 100, 100 yards in this game that to me is going to be enough he averaged 2.8 yards a carry against Baltimore and they still gave him the carries because they'd rather try to keep that defense honest and on their heels than just be so one-dimensional the thing I keep getting to and we talked to Nimick about this because I'm curious his thoughts if San Francisco can dial up any kind of defense that blankets Kelsey and limits not stops limits I know Mahomes is great but are we going to really come in Monday and say, I can't believe Valdez Scantling won them the Super Bowl. Or, I can't believe Rasheed Rice won them the Super Bowl. It's certainly a possibility. But with this Kansas City team this year, the reason people picked against them so much is, no, they couldn't. They just weren't winning those games when Kelsey, and Kelsey had a great year. But when Kelsey did have kind of quote-unquote down games, they struggled offensively because they couldn't beat other teams with those guys. But was there not a Super Bowl that a Sammy Watkins had a huge catch? You know, like, I think that's the brilliant... Smith Schuster was the guy last year. He drew the foul. He and, drew the penalty and, that put him in position. And I think that's the Mahomes guy, that yeah. he can spread it out. He makes yeah. everyone else better, and he's gotten better at it because he doesn't just say, hey, Tyreek, run. This game sets up for a off-the-board MVP sort of thing. It certainly feels that way. Uh, you know, just kind of random. I think everybody, what each team needs to come in and keep the other team from doing is pretty clear. And so if they're able to do it, then who is going to be the... Like a George Kittle could win the MVP. He could have yeah. eight is, catches for 75 yards and two tuds. He could. Yeah, I wouldn't gamble it, but he could. Yeah, but he could. I think if the I Niners win, it it's either. McCaffrey. I, I think that's the easy no-brainer. If the Niners are winning, it's because Christian McCaffrey right. did exactly what the you quest, said. I, I think the bigger question is if one team is able to shut down the other's offense, does a defensive guy come into it? If Bosa gets three sacks on Mahomes sure. or something. A Malcolm Smith, a Larry Brown. Uh, yeah. A, a fourth down sack a in Dexter the middle Jackson. of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Or if, you that know. do it. Or if, uh, you know, Sneed gets a couple of picks, a Purdy, yeah. does does that now become the, the game-changing sort of situation? A lot of the resources in San Francisco defensively swag, they're on that defensive line. If they're not going to get pressure on him, and they, they've kind of struggled in that department in this playoff. Can they get there with four? That's the big question. If they can get there with four, it changes the dynamic. Remember the last Super Bowl, they were 20-10, eight minutes to go. And third and 15, Mahomes scrambles, gets out of an almost sack, tosses it down the field, wide open Tyreek Hill, big gain, they score, momentum swung, they win the game. Who's the Tyreek Hill of this? Is this, last year it didn't matter. 
This year, your best receivers are Rasheed Rice and Valdez Scanlon outside of Kelsey. Yeah. Can either one of those be Tyreek Hill and find that open spot? So can, and, and then against the run, can the front four occupy all of the linemen? Can Greenlaw take Kelsey and allow Warner to run to McCaffrey and get him within three yards of the line you of You mean scrimmage? Pacheco. Or Pacheco, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I think a part of that, too, is Young. Chase Young got traded there. His numbers, when you run at him, are awful. He is not good against the run. The edges of San Francisco defensively is a big, big weakness for whatever reason. It's just like this is the matchup that's so interesting is all of these little things that we're highlighting about it and how it can all swing a nine different ways based on what happens. Well, and we do this for every single Super Bowl, but I think that's why this one feels a little more special. Like, this feels like a tighter matchup than we've seen in a long time. We always do that. You know, how's the O-line going to be against this stud on defense, you know? Who's going who's gonna to cover this speedster on the outside? We can always break down which quarterback's better, which coordinator's better. We always do that with the Super Bowl. That's why everybody's putting their money on Kansas City, I know. yet the Niners are still favored. Like, that's how special I think this matchup is. Um, and, and we'll probably get a terrible game because of it. Well, terrible. I don't think it's going to be as bad as the Rams-Patriot game was a couple of years ago. That was the all-time do, uh, you know, dud of duds. I also hate blowouts, though. Like, Seahawks over uh not, not if it's my team. No, uh, I, I want the blowout. Bucks over Raiders. Let us be oof, the Bucks, and the oof. Chiefs can be the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. I'll be 31-9. I'll be happy all day. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about it. Look, th- th- there's no other way to say it. The Chiefs are feeling great. They got Mahomes. Here they are again. The other side, another Super Bowl loss looming potentially. Questions about the coach. Andrew Nemec's going to join us. We'll do a little therapy session with him coming up next on The Fan. Hey, welcome back in. Spring in line coming up at the bottom of the hour. Andrew Nemec, uh, SB Live, our recruiting insider here on 1080 The Fan. You know him. We're not diving in recruiting class rankings. We could, but we're not, we're not going to. This is a therapy session. This is full honesty here. Uh, I've always been out that like I, I root for the Niners. I have since I'm a kid. Yeah, I was I was a Niner fan until um, the Chargers drafted Ryan Leaf, quarterback. Ah, Washington there you State. go. What a mistake that was. Didn't know it at the time. I was just a kid who uh, swore allegiance to my future alma mater. You are the worst. But our next guest is Andrew Nemec, and he also is a 49er fan. And him and I text from time to time. And we're in weird spots. This is a bit of a therapy because the other team gets Mahomes. So they'll probably be back here next year or the year after that. We have no idea what the hell the future is going to hold. How are we doing today? It's a Friday, Nemec. How are we feeling? I was honestly okay all week. I really was. Like I was like, you know what? I'm having people over. We're going to have a good time. It's about the experience, not the game itself. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Um, and then you text me about, like, when we've got the weapons, we can do this. And then Patrick <laughs> Willis, and then Patrick Willis gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Christian, McCaff- uh, Christian McCaffrey's like, you know, wins as a running back, wins Offensive Player of the Year, and it's like, man, this week is really stacking up Niners. Coming up, the Millhouse. Fire, the fire alarm gets pulled, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, it sounds like Christian McCaffrey and Nick Bosa. Our white guys are really pissed off <laughs> coming into this game. Um, so now. Now I'm starting to talk myself into, and now I did all this research, so I have all these stats that I feel good about or or situations that I feel good about where I'm like, well, we can maybe piece this thing together. The truth is, the truth is, guys, the Chiefs have the better quarterback right now. The Chiefs have the better coach in Super Bowls. Shanahan quite famously has has vomited all over himself with a double-digit lead twice, and uh, right now, the Chiefs have the better defense. You have the better quarterback, the better defense, and the better coach. 
you're probably winning nine in ten times. But, again, there are some underlying markers that, that maybe maybe I'm going to get myself excited for this. Uh, I want to tee you up, but I heard an interview this, this week with Aaron Schatz, who he created DVOA, which is one of the heavily used metrics in football, and he went through the winners of Super Bowls and just how, how many seasons – the team with the advantage doesn't win the Super Bowl. And that like, was another, I needed to hear that to go, okay, we might be all right. And I did text you, they got the dogs to do it. But as you mentioned, the defense, the quarterback, what are the stats that you looked into or things that you discovered that maybe f- made you feel a little confident, a little more confident? Well, one, one is just very simple. Vegas doesn't like to lose money. And every single person you talk to picks the Chiefs. And, and you can be like, well, of course, that's because the Chiefs are the better team. Vegas doesn't like to lose. And usually when Vegas sets a spread that's just completely insane, it's because they know something. The Niners are favored. And not only that, but it sounds very much like sharp money. The guys who bet professionally are betting large sums on the Niners. At least that is what I have heard. So that makes me feel good. Uh, the, the Chiefs primarily run man defense. The Niners are one of the best offenses in the NFL when playing against man. Brock Purdy is phenomenal at it. They've obviously got studs. They've got the dogs, as you mentioned, uh, to beat a man defense. They should be able to throw in those situations. The Chiefs are one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL against the run. We've seen if the Niners can run to set up play action, especially against a man defense, their offense tends to cook. That is a great sign. Kansas City has awful, awful, awful tackles. I don't know if we've seen a worse pair of tackles win a Super Bowl ever. Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith have been terrible. They've been absolute liabilities. The fact that Nick Bosa gets to just eat and now Chase Young gets to just eat against those two, that should lead to consistent pressure. When have we seen Mahomes struggle? when he's seriously pressured, throw in that Joe Tooney's likely out with Javon Hargrave uh, being a force inside. And, and the Niners should get plenty of pressure. How, do the Chiefs, how does the Chiefs offense beat anybody right now? Well, the only time they really beat the Ravens is when they threw to Travis Kelsey, I think, every time. I'm not 100% sure that that's <laughs> correct, but it sure felt that way. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are two of the best cover linebackers in the entire NFL Travis Kelsey's going to get his, but he's not going to have 14 catches for 140 yards and two scores. You don't do that against the Niners. If you take away Travis Kelsey, or at least minimize him, let's say 7 for 70, which is still a really good game for a tight end. I think his Vegas over-under right now is like at 72 yards and opened at 68. So 70 is fair. If you give him 70 yards, they're going to probably need another 200, 220 to beat the Niners. Who's collecting those yards? I'll give you the bomb to MVS for 41 time. Rasheed Rice will give him 70. Again, great player, but not, not an over-the-top world beater. He runs a ton of slants and in-breakers. I, I just don't know where the matchup is on offense other than, yes, they have Mahomes, where you go, yeah, they're going to kill the Niners. The Niners actually have an advantage over this Chiefs offense everywhere but the one place that is a terrifying advantage, quarterback. Uh, uh, yeah, you bring up the, that great point if you – pressure Mahomes that's we it seems like we've forgotten this week that that's what Tampa did 
and boat raced him. And their offensive line was banged up in that game. Yep. We all kind of were like, mm-hmm. eh, this matchup doesn't feel as exciting because that offensive line was yep. banged and up. And Tampa's defense gave him fits all day, yep. and that's how they got him and got him easily. Uh, Nemec, uh, I want to ask you, and Brandon, this is for you as well. Yeah. This is the third Super Bowl the Niners have been in since Steve Young's monkey off his back, correct? Post-Steve Young, Post-Steve yes. Young. Yeah. Since Steve Young won and got the monkey off his back, you've been to three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Is this the one you want the most? Was it the first one when you got back with Harbaugh? Or is it the 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 Jimmy Garoppolo because you wanted Jimmy G to work? Sure. Is this redemption against Mahomes? Is this yeah. I'm older and I need one before I get any older? Where does this rank on your guys' I, I gotta have this one list? I'll answer it quick because I want to hear Nemec's thoughts. I mean, they really are like kids, and everybody goes, oh, you always have a favorite kid. Eh, I, I actually don't believe that as a parent. I think there's different things about kids that you like. Yes. But you're not, like, abandoning. This isn't a good son where you're dropping a kid off a cliff and choosing the other kid. <laughs> I really wanted Patrick Willis and Frank Gore to get a ring. Joe mm. Staley, Justin Smith. I wanted that team to win. A lot of great, win. great dudes on that. That crushed me. They lost that Super Bowl against the Ravens. But I also loved the other group when they faced the Chiefs in 19 and Nimick knows this. I love this team. There isn't one. I just want one as an adult because I was a bandwagon child <laughs> and I hopped on a winner. But now and I'm an stuck adult. with it. Now I'm an adult and I want one. And 15's going to win a ton of them. So I want. There's not one more than the others. But the revenge would be nice. I I want this one. I I this is the one for me. I I I've been calm all week. It's true, but I didn't. You know the Ravens one. I I just felt like that team had a shot. I loved that team. But I wasn't totally, totally invested in it where I thought, yeah, they're definitely going to win. This is going to be a cakewalk. There were pieces that were questionable. It felt uh, a little that, heavy Baltimore that year. Well, it was until a blackout. Yeah. Right. It was, it was a tough one. Um, the last time we played the Chiefs, that team was deeply flawed with Jimmy G. And when you're relying on Emmanuel Sanders and Jimmy G to win you a Super Bowl, um, that's scary. And I, I just didn't think that team had the juice. And that defense was so good. They just kept winning. And you go, when is this Jimmy G thing going to finally rear its ugly head? And it did in, in the most crucial pass of his lifetime. So thanks for that, Jimmy G, you jack wagon. Um, and now this one, um, all the pieces are in place, man. I, I, I love this team. You know, I, I even have the, like, local connection of Talanoa Hafunga as a yeah. safety for that team. He co-hosted my show with me in studio yep. for 1080. Um, I love the pieces of this defense. Uh, I, I love all the offense. I, I think, you know, Shanahan, I love Shanahan as a play caller. I think people crap on him all the time. Is just like, well, he can't get it done in the big games. It's like, it's so hard to do. They're coin flips. Super Bowls are coin flips. So he had two coin flips goes, go against him. Does that mean he's like deeply flawed as a head coach? I mean, I just have a hard time with that. He got his team there. I want him to win one because I do think he is a, a unique a transcendent play caller who's getting lumped in as like the guy who can't get it done. And I hate that for him because I love Shanahan. I love this offense. I love Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, Fred Warner, I think is, is unbelievable. I think Jawan Jennings is going to move on and as stupid as it sounds, he's come up clutch so many times that I'd love for him to win one with a Niner to pay him back for all the things he's done. There's just so many pieces of this team that I really, really love all the way down to like, Man, I really love our fourth linebacker. He's great in special teams. I mean, there's so many things about this team, and, and I'm going to really be devastated now that 
now that Sprague's got me all hyped up and put me on the air to talk about it. Hey, your team only gets to a Super Bowl so many times, maybe once in your life. I know the Niners have a good history, but you never know what the future holds. That's why, Nimic, I know what they're facing and how dangerous it is. I'm still all in. I know you'll be with people. I'm going to be completely alone, so I don't know how you're doing what you're doing. But if you want to text, uh, stream of conscious text again, as we do almost every Niner game, feel free to text me in the middle of this one because I'm sure we're going to be all over the place at different points of the game. Thanks for hopping on. Best of luck to us, man, because some of what you just said could age so poorly come Monday morning. <laughs> bang, bang, Niner gang. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. See you, Nam. I love you. Andrew Nemec, uh, SB Live, of course, and recruiting with Andrew Nemec here on The Fan. Uh, yeah, a lot of great positive things he highlighted. And if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm listening to that going, oh, I can't wait for Monday when Mahomes is probably the one that hoisted the trophy and all those great things didn't matter a lick because they've got the defense and they've got Patrick Mahomes. Let's spray the line. Let's get to it next on The Fan. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Spraying the line brought to you by Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. We're not the NFL, but we still make more sense than Sprague's picks. Dot, 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 dot. Barely. Yeah, I'm sorry. You took a stray on that today. I don't want to bring you down. I know the season's I know, corner, I know. But... And I don't mean to sound like a baseball honk, but I just... Hey, it's I... okay if you can. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay to be a honk. honk it up. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, I am sitting in the biggest honks chair that I know. So there is wow. that. Oh, yeah. Shot fired right there. Wow. Oh, dude, ducks, Wait, are you talking about Danny goods. or Dirt? I'm talking about Dirt. Is Dirt a bigger homer than Danny? Uh, I don't know if I listen to Danny Why enough were you to make that shaking call. on that? I don't know if I listened to Danny enough to make that call. And I kind of hate the Ducks more than, like, anything. Yeah, because you're more of a college athlete yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, Other than the Huskies. He is a Trojan fan. Huskies are one. Danny's a Trojan fan. That I know. Okay. But they have, like, natties and stuff. Spring Line brought to you by Theodore Milton Johnson. The stench from my poop-filled diaper is no match for a stink coming from a Sprague pick. God. Those are mean. Oh, shut up over there. I see what you're thinking. I hear you. Sprague and Line, brought to you by, well, literally anybody but Sprague, because this pick sucks. Awesome. Sprague and Line, brought to you by a Super Bowl full of super awful picks. Thank you. No Look, faith. I, uh, no faith. Well, I don't, I don't give a lot of faith, so I don't blame people. They're only killing you because they know you're going to take the Niners, and they're all putting their money on the Chiefs. I love it. I love reading the text. Um... So I got a text last night at 1 a.m. See my phone this morning. By the way, almost missed the show. I fell asleep without an alarm clock safety net at 4.20. Somehow just woke up normally at 4.30. Woohoo! Lucky. Got a text at 1 a.m. It was to me and Jordan Schultz, which tells you where the situation's at. F, I forgot to send spraging the line picks last week. Here are my picks. Niners minus two, over 47 and a half, and KC opening drive tud plus 215. Then added, if I can make up for last week, here's three more. Kittle, anytime tud, plus 160. Heads, not tails, and the coin flip, plus 100. Purdy, MVP, plus 235. We finally have a text and an update. There we go. From new father, Andy Dirt Johnson. He's By alive. the way, the middle name is not Milton. He lost that battle. Oh. He only won Teddy. Theodore, and then goes by Teddy. Or is he Teddy? Uh, Theodore is the full yeah, yeah, name, yeah. but I think his wife's going to call him Teddy 
and he's going to call him Teddy Ballgame. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I, I love that. I like that. Plus, we need to bring back some Theodores. Okay, let's bring back one Theodore. Of my, one of my best friends, her son is named Theodore, but he is not a Teddy. Is ah. he Theo? Yes. I think A actually, little hesitant, yes. I think mm. Michelle might call him Theo more than Teddy. I'm going to guess that. I think that was yeah. what it was. I like Theo What do we do Teddy. here? He's trying to... He, Does it matter? Can, can either of us catch him? I don't know the records. I'll be honest with you. He has all of the information. He provided none of it. He had a kid in his life. He quickly learned nothing in life. You can remember because all you are now is on dad duty. I don't. I know you're ahead of me. I know I'm last. I don't know the records. I'm sorry. I could look at this. I'm lazy. I didn't do my homework. It makes you feel any better. I'm in last. Yeah, no, but like we have a show bet. If you finish oh, I last, know. I know. I listen. I have to caddy. Yeah, and um, I'm kind of excited about doing it. Just to be remember, with you, you get to caddy with. One of your closest friends in the world. Well, well, it'll be around with us, so it'll be us. You got to carry two bags. No, <laughs> that would suck. Piss off. That I'm would not, be the worst. That would be a bet. I don't have the knee strength. Yeah, for it. that would be the bet. Uh, so what do we do, Swag? What What is your call here? Do we allow him to give six? Picks? He can give six. All right, because he's got some prop bets in there, which are long shots. These as prop it is. bets, by the way, ballsy picks. Yeah, party MVP. Putting money on a coin toss is always the weirdest thing to me. Tails never fails. Yeah, tails never. Because heads is heavier. Uh, is that real? Yeah, the head side is technically heavier. Oh, okay. All right, here we are. Uh, Dirt is 34, and we can't catch him. Is this well, is this from two weeks ago? Yes. So I went two and one, and you went... I went one, one and, and two. two. And he didn't give picks, so he's an 0 for three. Isn't that what the rule... We played by those rules when you were, li- when yeah. you were gone. So technically, 0 and three. Well, no, uh, nobody. You also, you also didn't give me any picks. Yeah, I did last week. Oh, last week, no. Yeah, that's why we're doubling up this week. Okay, I'm so all over the place on this that I can't keep track anymore. Let's just give picks, okay? I will figure this out a different day. Okay, this isn't the time nor the place. Um, okay, what's your first pick, Swag? Uh, my first pick. I'm just taking the Chiefs on the money line. There's no point if you're going to take them. Uh, nothing's finished. Uh, Within a field goal ever in the Super Bowl. No, no, and nothing is finished below a field goal. Right. There have been teams that obviously have won by three. Last year's game was dictated by three. No team has won by two or less. I'm largely with you in the thinking here. Just take a money line I'll take the money line and take the better payout, so I will take the Chiefs straight up. Straight up. P. Harris? Um, I will start uh, with the uh, over-under. Of let's see, I just had it. I just had it. What's the over under? Forty seven and, and a half. half. Yeah, I will hammer the under of that. Okay, that's yeah. a kind of that's a popular I, pick. Right yeah, now. I I like I like the first and second quarter to be very defense heavy, very feel out. It's okay. like if you ever watch a World Cup final, the first half is some of the most boring football you will ever watch in your life. Yeah, because it's two teams trying to figure it out. I wouldn't be shocked if halftime it's seven three Kansas City. I like Kansas City scoring on their first drive. You know, if you want a little side bet there. Okay. I like that. But I like this 10-7-7-3-7-7 at halftime. Okay. Uh, get this ding ready. Buck has texted in for a request for the ding. I guess his kid likes it. Spraying line. Uh, where is this? Spraying line brought to you at Mile High Club. Sprague can't afford to fly anymore after his terrible gambling losses. Uh, so if wife is on the uh, – on a, why can't – the text got broken up. That was a dud of a text to read because it got – broken up into eight different texts. I'm sorry about that. Uh, my first pick, I'm Niners money line, baby. 
Uh, bang, bang, Niner, gang, gang. I Look, Mahomes terrifies me. I know we did a lot of Niner stuff. I Chief fan is going to have a lot of fun things to, to gloat about come Monday if Mahomes comes through and he's Mahomes because, well, you know your team. Just there's a lot more questions on the other side, I think, given the quarterback, the coach uncertainty, and Patrick Mahomes is wearing the Chief jersey. So I got Niners money line. I'm going all in on that one. Swag, what's your next pick? Second bet, first quarter. Kansas City plus .5. Okay. Mm. I think it'll. there's a good chance it could be tied, like both teams take their opening drives, go up the field, come away with points. Okay. Uh, but I think Kansas City uh, will be ready for the script of Kyle Shanahan out of the shoot. I think the Chiefs are more likely to throw wrinkles early than late and catch the 49ers not prepared for something. Okay. Pierre's? Uh I've got uh I'm sliding away from the game for a second. I'm taking a prop bet in this one. Okay. Uh length of the national anthem over under. This Reba. is a hot conversation I had in the office the other day. Reba McIntyre. Um I love that Reba's doing it. Yeah. Uh I was never the biggest country music fan, especially modern country, but there's something about Reba. Dolly's got the same thing. There's just something about the two of them that you're like, I like you. Right. Uh, we've had this question: Is she going to do that? You know, oh, yeah, drag it say, out thing, or is she going to go country and be like, "Oh, say, can you see?" I'm going under. I think Reba's going to country the hell out of it, and she's going to do her thing and look fly AF up there. And I'm going the under. I think uh, she'll get through it. What is the? What have they said it? Is 87 it right and a half. Eighty-seven and a half seconds. I love hitting eighty-seven this. and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. That's pretty quick. I think he's yeah, but the under's been hitting on this lately. People aren't drawing this out. It's because it's it's all about who the artist is. Yeah, you know? well, I understand if, that. If if Adele's up there, hammer the over, hammer the over, mm. because she is like she a carry singer. those tunes. Yeah, she is a singer, yeah. and not that Reba's not a singer, but Reba's a performer. Sure, Adele's a singer. That's um, not even a minute and a half. Get no. it to me. I think last year was somewhere around the same number. We got to go quickly here. Uh, my second pick, I'm actually going to go the opposite. Everybody loves the under here. I get it. I'm going to take a little more points in 47 and a half. I'll take the over. Final bet. I was looking at combined interceptions as uh, one and a half, but uh, Patty Mahomes has been taking care of the basket or the uh, football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco over 17 and a half yards receiving. They're going to throw a ton of screen passes. Yep. And uh, because they're not going to be able to run up the middle on Armstead right away, they'll try to get that later on. So I'm going to go over 17 and a half yards receiving. P. Harris, final pick. Last thing for me length of the longest touchdown in yards over under 44 and a half. Give me the over. Okay. I think someone's got to make one big play. Okay. And I could see it being Kittle or Kelsey, honestly. I see it in a tight end or a McCaffrey break. Uh, my final pick is going to be Chris McCaffrey MVP. I think the Niners win this game, which, of course, I'm hoping that happens. Chris McCaffrey, MVP of the Super Bowl. That's going to do it for Sprague Line. Uh, we wrap it up next on The Fan. Well, I, that's going to do it for us, basically. We went way long there because Swag went shut up and Pierre's is not a shut up. Telling me Mike Trout was better defensively than Andrew Jones. There's a couple years there. Go sit on a broom. (laughs) (laughs) We have uh, Super Bowl is on Sunday. Look, I'll say this. Give us a great game. Please. love of God, give us a good game. Give me some Usher shirtless. Some Jim. Jim. I want want Lil Jon. If I don't get Lil Jon out there yelling, yeah, I'm going to be pissed off. Just enjoy the game. Have fun. Be healthy-ish. 
And uh, we'll talk to you guys bright and early on Monday. React to the game. Good luck to everybody involved. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us, Pierre. Swag, enjoy it as well. We'll talk to you bright and early, 6 to 9 a.m. on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Band. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.